<laughs> yep, that's right. We're on the internet. I didn't mean to interrupt. I just wanted to give you the heads up. Please, carry on. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so the, you hollow out the poutine for the, yeah. I mean, the potato for the spherical yeah. poutine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't no, want to give away to... any trade secrets, though. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No. I mean, well, there's plenty well, of spherical desserts. There's not many fully spherical mains, right? That's true. <laughs> yeah. We need more balls in our meals. Yeah, we need more balls. Well, I mean, there's like, like, you know, a spherical calzone or something? Like... Well, you can't get... It's... Spherical ah, that... lasagna. Mm. You could just put uh... it together over a balloon. Then pop the balloon, like making paper mache. <laughs> no, even better, even better, Todd. You just make a whole lasagna. This right? is why. And you you dump it into a balloon and then just <laughs> bake it like that, and you get a crust on the outside. All right. It just has to be like a you know those um, look bags you do for like roasting chickens or turkeys. Just dump a lasagna into that. I'm I like, wonder you know, if mylar could hold up to an oven. It, you tighten it up. Nylon? Mylar. You know, the ones Mylar. that last and last forever. Anyway, I think we're going to start our Dungeons and Dragons game. Um, <laughs> this is what we do offline, folks. Uh, we talk about balls and di discs. Uh, I almost mispronounced that. Uh, and <laughs> spherical mains. Because that's apparently what we do. Hi, everybody. Hi, my name is Todd. Thanks for coming and tuning in. If this is your first time here, I'm so sorry. Um, no, but then we got lots of great uh, stories told with friends sitting around a virtual table. I'm going to be the DM uh, for uh, Shadow... Uh, no! A Dungeons and Dragons. But for some reason, I've got Shadowrun on the brain. <laughs> Tell them, Steve. Tell them. Yeah, so, tom tomorrow will be session zero of new Shadowrun. That's not, not a one-shot, not a two-shot, but a campaign. So uh, I will be GMing that, GMing with a G, because you're not a, there's no dungeons allowed in Shadowrun. No, and, dungeons uh, are banned by the Geneva yeah, Convention. So we've got <laughs> things in store for the players, and you get to see Todd be a player for I, once and I get forever. to play Shadowrun. <laughs> I oh, and Todd, you jokingly did say, but I need to be a bard. Oh man. Kale and I went back and forth on this. We can make you a bard. <laughs> no, it's okay. I have I have ideas. I do. I really do. Yeah. Um, it'll be okay. We'll we'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah. He spent past month twiddling the same character until. <laughs> Honestly, that's all I do. I just make the same character, and then I'll give them a slightly different name, and then I'll be like, no. I like the other one better. No, I I challenge you to make a character very different from anything you've ever made. I do not accept. This is my one chance to play Shadowrun ever. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, our, our hope is, may, you know, we'll do, like, six to eight episodes, you know, ending ending around the end of June. Nice. And yeah, then, that's uh, when I run out of time. Exactly. That's when, and, and so I'm assuming this campaign I'll have to either wrap up or pause by then. And then when we come back in October-ish, we can either continue that Shadowrun campaign, the next chapter, or see where it goes from there. Maybe it'll be new, but... Absolutely. Hope for it to be on the regular as well. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be real good. So, um, 
so yeah make sure you tune into that and of course we will do uh after the fact uh podcast releases for all this and i think that's it uh does anybody else have anything you want to promo or share or scream to the masses this is your chance Just screaming. Oh, That's the quietest we've <laughs> just like, Okay, everyone stop talking. Crickets. I do have a cricket sound. I'll add that in post. But no, seriously, we are looking forward to playing some Shadowrun uh, and continuing to play some Dungeons and Dragons. Um, so, uh, let's go around, meet the players, and a quick intro of your characters, and I hope... Uh, the tech that agrees to get along with us tonight. Let's give it a shot. Let's um, let's start to my right, which is Carl. Hey, Carl, welcome back. Hey guys, Carl here. I'm playing uh, Dave Tillman, your Thanks. Twilight cleric, Tortle. I keep uh, usually. Wrong sorry, face. go ahead. Oh, nothing. I just put the wrong face on at the wrong time. I'm sorry. <laughs> Alright, usually uh, usually Dave, Dave's a pretty relaxed, mellow dude, uh, but lately, with the recent destruction of his uh, father's uh, hand drum, he's sort of getting a little annoyed, and less peaceful. He's running that ragged edge. <laughs> Honestly, I think we're all living there. Uh, so I... I'm excited to see your journey into a full-fledged monster. All right. Um, let's keep going. I'm sorry. Spoiler alert. Uh, but no, that's awesome. Uh, and you are also the ship surgeon if we're back on the ship. But we are currently off the ship. But uh, let's keep going around. Whenever, the I, oh, go whenever I'm not done... Whenever I'm not throwing up, you're right. I am the, the ship surgeon. <laughs> oh, that's a terrible thought. But like, let me just suture this up for you. Oh, that that would be awful. Um. Anyway, on that disturbing thought, let's go over and talk to Steve. So, Steve, who or what the f are you? Well, still Gex, still the world's largest cat burglar. Got to remind myself of that. Um. Yeah, just enjoying adventuring. He's starting to catch on to certain things, I believe, though. Yeah, there were some clues or he's, outright he, <laughs> he hasn't had. Yeah, he has not had time to sort of sit and contemplate what he has heard, but it's rattling around in there for sure. Oh, absolutely. Looking forward because, to that. And, and, and I'll give you a little player's insight, because before... Before I uh, caught up with what's actually going on, just as a player, I had my suspicions. And, there was something and fuzzy. obviously they were, yeah, you know, obviously they were confirmed when I when I watched things I wasn't a part of. But you know, so now the role player in me has to come out and keep those things separate. Um, but so if we see steam coming out of your ears, it's because you're trying to like but, parse it all. Yeah, but I will say that I have that Gex has caught on to something that um that i caught on to that gordon was playing uh rook in a certain way that was different and me and gex noticed it absolutely <laughs> you have to say interestingly at different times 
wrap your head around that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and that uh, brings us round the horn to uh, to Gordon. Take it away, Gordon. Hey, hey, Gordon playing Rook. Um, interesting times for uh, Rook. Um, <laughs> And, and things going on. Um, there was a moment where Rook kind of had a heart-to-heart with Gex. Yeah, started spouting what could have been and, nonsense or not. You know, the, you know the scene in the movie where the person like says it, but the, you know the big reveal, and the other person's kind of not paying attention or asleep, and may have gotten it, and then like the moment might be passing or not. <laughs> Yeah, and the audience is like, wait, To either what? confirm Gex's suspicions with, like, a hundred-pound rock to the face, or not. <laughs> yeah, it, it's one of those Tyler Durden moments where you're like, how did I not catch that? Anyway, yeah, yeah, audience, so. if you don't know what the hell we're talking about, you can go ahead and watch that. Uh, and some of the, the bonus content, the After Effects, uh, the, the B episodes, or what I call the appendix episodes, appendices? Appendix? Yes. I don't know. Appendices. Appendices, not appendix. That's what they carved out of me. No, Stop. appendix is singular, appendices is plural. I might have had appendices. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> Collectively, we all have appendices. This is true. Uh, yes, each of us. We, we seem obsessed head. with ball-like <laughs> things. Anyway, um, let's keep going around the horn. Uh, Timely, tell us a little about um, Timely. Or Hilda, or both. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, I am with my foster cat, Polly. Ooh, so she familiar. She decided to join us. <laughs> um, very sleepy one. And I am playing Hilda Bonebraid. So, was away last week, but I am back, and I see that Hilda has not died. So, congratulations, team. <laughs> um, uh, she is a med school dropout, and she does know that vomiting into open wounds while you're stitching them up is bad news. <laughs> welcome welcome to class. Uh, today we will cover not vomiting into open wounds. Don't do it. <laughs> not again. My office, <laughs> my office hours are from Saturday 10 to 2. Now get out. That concludes my lecture. Shortest lesson ever. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Sorry, I cut you off. Sorry, I cut you off. It is the shortest lesson ever. It is. (laughs) And yet it's a very important one that people seem to forget. All right. I think that's everybody. Uh, And I'm going to be playing everybody else. So let's uh, roll the things and then we'll dive in to tonight's game. Oh, one last thing before I forget. There's one more thing about the way we play audience you're part of this whether you like it or not no but if you like it please jump on during the live recording it usually happens wednesdays a little after nine uh and we take live suggestions and if you make a suggestion suggestion when we're not here uh on the instagram or something we'll try to make it part of the game as soon as we can i've got a list going somewhere although i should probably i should check that uh, but yeah, so join us if you can, and we will make you part of this game. You, it's kind of like when your when your dad would let you have a cookie, and then you found out later that that was just so that you wouldn't 
rat him out to your mom. We're trying to make you complicit in this, okay? So jump on the bandwagon. All right, let's do this. You find yourselves on an island, a massive island with peaked volcanoes, a central massive peak lost in clouds towards the middle, miles long on both sides. You've managed to anchor your ship safely in the harbor, and you've moved on in, inland past a relatively friendly uh, village filled with lizard folk and goblins and a, and a drow and uh, all kinds of different folk from all around the, the various uh, uh, backgrounds in the in this fantasy world that we call I actually haven't given it a name internet um anyway you press on with a guide uh, further in now having uh, seeking to gain audience with a particular dragonborn uh, and deliver your secret little planthier, a little uh, globe that you are to bring on behalf of Calrun. As you trekked through the jungle, you encountered dangerous creatures that morphed and changed where they were, eventually battling and defeating the displacer beasts. You press further in and finally approach a cave. This cave contained an adult, full-size, terrifying black dragon named Pilkey. And Pilkey was somewhat receptive to helping you on one condition. You must do them a favor and retrieve this massive pearl from the other side of the island. Bring it back to Pilkey, and they will bring you before their superior. Now, strange acquaintances, what do you want to do? Your, our uh, our your, friend um, Cato here, Cato, do you, do you know the way to this uh, lake with this pearl? As you're kind of leaving the cave uh, with Cato kind of walking beside you, you can see, like, even though she was prostrate on the ground in, before this dragon, um, she seems a little less visibly shaken than most of you. By the way, Hilda, I'm going to need you to do a wisdom saving throw, please. For the 16. That is a fail. Oh. You have never before seen such a massive creature <clears throat> of sheer death and terror and promise of agony before you die. 
it was shocking to be suddenly presented with that massive creature. And you're still shaking visibly as you leave the cave. You look around, and many of your companions are also badly shaken up at this surprise encounter. Or, well, maybe not surprise, but certainly unexpected power of just the presence of this being. Kato seems somewhat resistant to this. And she kind of looks over at Gex. Um, and I believe everybody failed their saves, if I remember remember correctly, yes? I sure. think so. Um, Who went it? So, Gex, I need you to no do... No way, dude. I had a 21. Oh, right. So you were it's okay. Everyone else. So your 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 voice is steady and calm, and Kato kind of looks at you, and she turns to you and gives you a nod and says, Yes, I know the way. A little bit. I know the way to a point. And then it is a different territory. One that I'm less familiar with. I will get Perhaps you there. Perhaps we'll need to... Um, yes. Just take care of that lag before we do. <laughs> Pattern of the course. back. <laughs> um, Kato. Yes, we appreciate you, and we appreciate your guidance. And appreciate, you know, you can handle yourself somewhat in a fight. Young, young lass like you comes in real handy. Well. So when we get there... I'm in your debt you, uh... for your healing and protection. The jungle is no place to be uh, caught unaware. Well, we strange acquaintances look after each other, and you're just as strange to us as we were to each other when this all started, so, you know, think of yourself as uh, however you want. Anyway, you point the way. Let's go. Um... Perhaps at best we take a short pause. And she points over to the rest of your companions who are visibly, f like, flopped sweat. Like, it's like, it's like that experience of after you get out of a car crash, but you manage to walk away, but then it starts to hit you. What you just mm -hmm. encountered. Um, everybody else is just pretty shook up. But you can press on if you want to. Well, yeah, we ought to make camp for a night. Um, Kato, is there another cave nearby not indwelled by a dragon? Well, which we might use at shelter. Nothing in their right mind would hunt so close to his. Majesty's cave. So, honestly, this is probably the safest place. We, we had best push off first thing in the morning, though. But I think this might be best. All right, and man. I got a solution for you then. I'm a little tired as fuck right now, but I'll cast a spell for 
a cozy little abode for us to to stay in. Mm. My, you are full of surprises. Alright, here we go. Yeah. See if we can't put a meal together. Why don't we all make sure we bed down close to each other without there being too much distance from each other. You know, for safety's sake. So, it takes a he while. side-eyeing. <laughs> absolutely. Um, as you're doing that, uh, Tillman begins kind of stomping around and scratching on the rock, leaving these little trails behind, um, getting out various whatever he needs to uh, a, a crystal bead and and all of these other things getting it ready and it takes a solid minute minute of him stomping around and doing that strange turtle rattle shell thing that he does um but after it, it, it would have uh, it would have taken a lot less time if i had the hand drum but <laughs> he said full of spite and uh after a, a short time uh, after about a minute, all of a sudden, this this tiny crystal uh, that he sets in the middle of this space where he tells you all, it, it expands just and forms this dome as he casts Liaman's tiny hut. Or Tillman's tiny hut, I think we should call it from now on. That's right. It is. TT's hut, man. <laughs> It, you just walk in, and the whole place is hotboxed. You're just like, whoa. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, so you managed to There's have... There's beanbag chairs everywhere. <laughs> yeah. it, it's not a door so much as a bead got curtain. got a beaded curtain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was with internet lag, too. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so there is a 10-foot radius dome so 20 foot from side to side and you can all kind of um uh, just on the side of this uh mountain kind of on a flatter section just a little bit away from the entrance to this massive cave network where pilkey lurks as you get ready for bed um and bed down uh, tillman assuring you that nothing will hurt you inside the dome man um and uh as you're bedding down um kind of look ahead to you know your hopes for tomorrow and your plans uh and then those of you who failed the saving throw which is almost everybody even though you feel the the comforting presence and uh and the smoke definitely helps you calm those nerves a little bit <laughs> you can't help but feel just a sense of like any kind of rustling breeze or slight shudder, you, you just, it's almost like you can feel the presence of the dragon beneath. Just waiting. But after a while, if you wish, you can go to sleep. Unless you want to do anything else before, uh, before your long rest. Nah, I man. Do. I need to rest. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try something when Tillman's asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to rest as well. All right. I, I still have some of that shapeshifter hide, right? Uh, yep. So. Oh, well, displacer beast, technically. 
Yeah, okay, Displacer Beast. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh do a craft with it while I'm sitting by the fire. I'll make a fire and then I'm gonna sit by the fire and uh and do a little uh crafting. Take one of my knives, cut off uh, like a section but yay big and start cutting it into um kind of rawhide cord. Basically, you know, about a half centimeter thick. Till I got about 10 feet of it or so. And then uh, I'm going to kind of like... Well, I might have to do stealth checks for this, and I'm fine with that. I'm going to steal what's left of the drum. Because I think you said the shell was still okay, like the, yeah. the drum it was, was okay. It got was a little bit smolder, but it was the skin that burned. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I'm going to take it and uh, and reskin it while he's asleep. All right. You um, just do a stealth check. You're just against his passive, uh, and you have advantage because he's asleep. I'm assuming. Yeah, he's exhausted. Uh, Twenty-seven. Yep. You manage to find where he keeps it in his pack and pull it free without alerting him. So I'll sit down and uh, take a bit of the displacer beast hide and kind of throw it over the skin over the drum kind of pulling it like if this is the drum kind of pulling it down over a little bit and then i'll cut all the way around for those of you who don't know how to make a djembe skin here's how you do it <laughs> cutting all the way around and then take it off poke holes every half inch or so all the way around with the knife kind of using them as an auger then take a piece of the uh hide make a ring around the bottom of the drum with that, tie that, and then basically you go back and forth with the hide all the way around. Nice. Between the ring and the holes, and then you little by little tighten it all the way around, and I'm going to sit there and do that for the next couple hours until I get it to where I like it. Nice. All and right, so I'm going to get you to do your artisan check. Um, if you don't have it, it's just going to be, uh, let's say, intelligence, I think. Just to, yeah, probably intelligence to make sure that it all pulls off this in the is, right order. See, this is another one of Gex's things. He's like, you know, I've been around a while. I've seen it done. How hard can it be? What is my intelligence is plus two? <laughs> 21. Nice. It's going to be a good drum. <laughs> now, you get the sizing all right, and you're about to start putting it all together, and you're like, wait a minute. This will work a lot better. This is still pretty, like, fresh hide if you if you let it dry and tan but in the right shape you're going to have a lot more success so if you let actually, it that's not true oh okay you, you you actually want to soak it ahead of time you want it you want it to dry after you've got it in place okay i stand yeah correct. because then what happens is you you tighten while it's still wet you tighten it to the shape of the drum well then it dries in the shape of the drum while it's tight if you don't have enough i've actually seen videos on how to make it i, I have a djembe that was made this way and um yeah anyway all right so you managed so to get to work and start and you use bits of the the old hide and the the rope that hadn't burned just in case you needed to reinforce any of the gut that you made uh and you managed to do a pretty passable job of it uh and you go ahead and just before falling asleep i assume you sneak it back in his pack or do you want to present it to him later? Well, it needs to stay out to dry. I'll let it stay out to dry, and then and then I might make some uh, tuning toggles while I'm while I'm sitting there. Fair of, enough. 
Now, if you just stay up too much to longer, you are going to risk uh, an exhaustion point. It's been a long day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he feels like he has to repay for him. Once he starts feeling like he's getting a little woozy, he'll just lie down. All right. All right, so you get most of the way done. Uh, the tuning toggles will still take a little bit longer, but the, the hide is shaping up very nicely. And uh, it's it's actually really peaceful up on the mountain right now. And you look out over the jungle below, and you can... Now, the only thing that's problem is, even still, everybody's got this slight lingering, like, <laughs> kind of cough, because out of the... You had thought at first it was the volcanic activity, but now you know there's this very acidic tang in the air almost like this mist just kind of suffusing its way out of the cave and bubbling up through cracks and uh it reminds you of that massive dangerous creature beneath Uh, but other than that everyone sleeps pretty peacefully if you want to wake up the next person for a watch you can otherwise you can trust to tillman's magic it is a pretty safe hut Come on, let's be honest here, folks. Even without the drum assistance, it's pretty good. The drum assistance just hastes the the spell. That's all it is. Absolutely. All right, so muted. Everybody, sorry, I was muted. There's gonna. uh, I would want to watch. Like okay. So Gex kind of rouses you, and uh, and you pop up. And uh, he goes off to sleep finally, and you you do notice that he's been working on something. Um, all right, Rook, you are looking out over the mountain and just taking in where you finally are. And it's quiet and nobody else is around. Is there anything you want to do or prepare for what's coming? Um... No, everyone else is asleep? As far as you can tell, yeah. I can tell. Okay. I'm I'm probably just going to meditate on, on my next course of action. And um, just with um, what I'm thinking about doing with uh, with the orb as well. So sure. I'm, I'm going to just prepare for that and just uh, kind of Get it all together. Stronger. We must make it stronger. If we can. <laughs> yes. Alright. Fantastic. So, um, you're... Uh, do a perception check for me, please. Sure. Uh... Twenty-four. The jungle is quiet, and true to what uh, Kato said, no predators, or even almost any living thing, dares to approach the mountain. And after about an hour of watch, you just get this tingling sensation in the back of your mind. Someone pressing. Can I get you to do a wisdom saving throw, please, Rook? Okay.
14. 14. Rook. On the mountain. You open your eyes. It's a far cry from the tiny, dingy hovels and holes you've been with of late. And you breathe in this tang. It burns your nostrils. And you look out around, down at your sleeping companions. You don't know how long you have. But it seems to be night here. And you seem to have made it to the island. What do you want to do? Okay. Um, I immediately go over to Hilda and wake her up. Hilda? Rook bends down, shakes you awake in the night, places a small... I, I I whisper, what what's what's going on? You awake? I mean, kind of. Listen carefully. This body is not mine. It's a doppelganger. I was taken back at the shop. They are trying to sabotage our mission. Our our mission. Mm. I've already tried to ward Gex. There's not much time. I'm free now, and I can occasionally control things back from Taz Farrell. But this person is not me. Rook, do a wisdom saving throw, please. Okay. <laughs> Natural 2023. You have a little more time. So you know what I'm going to do with that kind of? I'm going to force myself to change. <laughs> now, you've never done this before, but you have a strange feeling. I'm going to need you. Are you trained in Arcana? Yep. <laughs> I am now. Right, right. From the last Then time. I get you to roll an Arcana check. The DC is fairly high. It's the first time you've ever done such a thing. But you are aware that such things do happen. Ooh. You know what? I'm going to use knowledge from a past life. And you have access <laughs> to that. With your 12, you might want to bring that up a little. 18. 18 total. All right. <clears throat> There's a moment where Hilda... Uh, I need you to do an insight check, Hilda. Okay. Let's see how insightful I am being just woken up. <laughs> insight, insight. There we go. Uh, roll. Ooh. 14. So you're blurry and half asleep, and Gex was talking very... Oh, sorry, not Gex. Rook was talking very quickly, and... You're just like, what? So you're, you're getting most of what he's saying, but it's so fast, it's hard to... You're just like, oh, nothing's swinging at you. There's no more monsters. Hold on, what? 
and you do hear him but it's all a bit of a blur and, and quick to and you're just kind of trying to take a look and then he stops and he concentrates and then and then he kind of grunts are you pooping? <laughs> Are you spirit pooping? And, and he, he looks I like he's going poop. Purple. I don't need to eat. And he goes purple in the face for I a second. And you're like, ooh, dude, you got to ease down. You're going to blow a blood vessel. And then all of a sudden, the purple in his face stays. And then his skin turns this vibrant deep purplish blue color and then stays that way and his limbs and and his neck elongate a little bit and his forehead stretches and his nose flattens and his eyes fade to this jet black and you're just watching him do this and he's and he starts gasping for breath again and you're staring at this. Sorry, go ahead. The shopkeepers and his brothers. I'm now hunting the others. But this one is with them. You need to stop him. Oh. Wake up, everyone, and stop him. Stop. Did you? Yes. That's here. And oh. at that moment. Right now? Right. Now, but as you're saying, right now, and the pin prick, the the world just fades to this pin prick prick of light in the distance, and you open your eyes. Dusty old chimney filled with ash. You piled it all in the far corner, in the little hole that you climbed into, and the bits of iron and lead that you've placed around you and a tiny bit of light peeking down from the chimney way way up at the, at the surface and you gasp and have lost wow. so Rook what do you want to do On the island or Rook? On the island. <laughs> On the island? Like. Sorry you had to hear that. It's not one of my friends, but it's one of the spirits with me you see I'm a doppelganger and I've always been this way there are when the undertow was destroyed all the people there there are there I don't know where they are, whether they're spirits of the dead or they're in a different dimension or something, but they're with me. And sometimes I get possessed and not everyone is friendly. Some try to help me and some not so much. 
Can I do like a insight check? Because <laughs> that's probably a good idea. And I'll get Rook, Persuasion, or Deception. It's your call. <clears throat> well. Twelve. Ooh. Uh, thank you for remembering the advantage. It didn't help you, though. <laughs> nope. Hilda. Oh. <clears throat> There's something about the way... I mean, this is unnerving as hell. Already. And he's babbling. Yeah. And he's this weird, extended blue creature. He seems like he's trying to confide in you. The pieces don't quite add up. With your 15. Mm. You get the distinct feeling that he's at best speaking in half-truths. In which case, I'm going to get it. I'm going to put on a zone of truth. All right. You clasp your holy symbol, and this pulse extends out, covering most of the radius of the inside of this dome. It's about th probably about four, five in the morning on the edge of the horizon. You can see the sun just coloring the, the, the edge of the ocean in the distance. Just starting to turn. Everybody in there? Yeah, everybody in there needs to do a charisma saving throw. Asleep or awake. <laughs> mm -hmm. oh. And if you're asleep, Man. I'm thinking it's disadvantage. Man, you're you're a cruel man. <laughs> Kick a turtle while he's down, literally. Oh boy. I don't even I don't even I don't even save uh. myself from my own zone of truth. <laughs> Wow. It appears that advantage or disadvantage or not, it doesn't matter. Wow. Carl, that's, 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 wow. For those listening, uh, Gordon not got a four. Tillman nope. got <laughs> a one, but with disadvantage, that's a negative one. Um, Emily, of course, it's your spell, so, um, yep. you got the 12, uh, and, and Gex got the uh, got a ten, so that's that's fails for literally everybody. Everyone's uh, gonna be Tillman's gonna tell you his truthful dreams, but he's not fucking waking up. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So uh, as, as, as I'm clasping my symbol and letting out this bloom, I am Rook, going to. Also... It appears she's casting some kind of spell. It is technically your turn. Do you want to do anything? So I already know the zone of... Uh, You've seen it before. You've experienced is, something. Yeah, I, I, it's already been a couple times, so it's already it's now affected me. So now it's my turn. Yeah, you have a chance to do something while she's muttering her spell. Oh, she's doing another spell? No, the first one. But in the that first moment, one? while she's okay. casting, and you feel it pulse out, you're like, 
I have a moment. I want you to feel free to interrupt if you just want to delay something. Um, that works too. Or you have a chance to, to kind of do something now. I'll kind of look, I'll kind of look at in the look her in the eye as she's doing the spell, and and then I'll say, okay, let's speak truthfully. Are you still remaining in your blue form, or are you going to resume, Rook? I'm going to turn back to Rook. Okay. You morph back into Rook, your body twisting and almost bubbling in places until it gets to the right size and appearance. That's that that's weird, man. Yeah. They didn't cover that in med school. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> um at this point I am going to also nudge. Before you do okay. that. Before yeah. you do that, let us speak truthfully. And then right. wake the others. Alright. Okay. Can you explain why you appeared and then shifted, shifted you into this blue form? Doppelganger. I can take many shapes. Mm. But why did you show up and then transform yourself again? I, I'm not understanding that point. Are you wondering why your friend showed up? So, yes. Your friend has a psychic connection with me. Mm. So... See? <laughs> I don't really mean any of you any harm at all. But... I have a mission to deliver the orb to Brakel to make sure he gets the orb. Um, as the as you begin to mutter the words, I don't mean any of you any harm. Your words begin to slur and stretch as though you're trying to force that word. I don't really mean you any harm, but don't really mean you any harm. And, and but you were going to say, I don't mean you any harm, but the really forces its way in as though it's like extra syllables, just like piled in almost against your will. Yeah, I don't really mean you any harm unless you get in the way. This is an opportunity for all of us to come away with quite a bit of money, a way all of us can win. But you get what you want, I get what I want. I I mean, I I see if that is the point, but the original mission was already to deliver the orb, so why did you switch? Sorry, have you been with us since the very beginning? I've like been at the... with you since just before we departed, Taz Pharrell. Wasn't the mission already given to us was to deliver this orb? So why was there a need for you to replace 
or whatever it is with Rook. Reason why I had to replace with Rook was to take this orb over. But this orb also needs to be amplified to make contact with Raquel and his and the and the leader, the dragon. And what would the amplifying the orb do once they make contact with Raquel? The amplification of this orb will strengthen it. It will make it more powerful and more clear. It will allow it to connect to such a great creature. You see, before it, it might work on a lesser being to in the contact, but something of this strength, it needs to be amplified. When you say work on a lesser being, what does work on imply? Establish contact. Okay, but what what does the contact do? Communication. Communicating with? From back from Taz Farrell to a being here, which is a great, great distance away. Right, so we are delivering a cell phone. <laughs> I'm just yes, in a way, we are delivering we are delivering a, a device a for communication. Proto cell phone, proto cell phone, or phone. <laughs> uh, all right. Everything's um, and if you're wondering <laughs> about your friend, I I swapped to make sure that this orb would successfully make it. Your friend is not very happy about this. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, first of all, you're kind of besmirching his his reputation on being able to deliver on this task. You I mean, Galron trusted us with this task. Is Calron also the same person who instructed you to Take over Rook. The silence stretches out between the two of you. So, uh, you have a choice. We can continue working together and get the orb and deliver it and be paid handsomely. Or not, and all of us would come away with nothing. I think it changes. Not that we would come away with nothing, because our original task was also to deliver said or and. I think, given the silence that we have different ma different task givers who would be issuing this reward, 
if this orb gets delivered, Kalron will pay you. You mm -hmm. would have succeeded on your bargain. Mm -hmm. and... and I would also come away happy. So if, only if, that orb is also strengthened in some way. Well, I mean, if the orb is delivered and connection, it it would be better if it was strengthened to help ensure there's a connection. It may still work without it or it or not. It would be better if it was strengthened. But yes, it, I would still come away happy if it was delivered to Raquel. Hmm. I want some assurances, but it is hard. Well, first I, I would like the assurance that Rook is alright. Rook is, as far as I'm aware, alright and being a pain to me. <laughs> would that not impede on your own performance during this task? There's only so much he can he can do, and to be honest, one reason that I have to be honest, I'm hoping that if we come to an agreement that he will no longer pester because he'll see that we're all working together and he will allow it. Hmm. I'm going to this is not quite a decision that I have to make. I, I can make by myself. So I am going to rouse my other companions. You turn around. Start... At this point, I turn around. You start to shake. Can... Uh, who are you going to wake up first? I guess I'm going to wake up. Um, Gex? So you, you shake Gex, you wake up, you only just went to sleep like less than three hours ago, so you're pretty, <laughs> you're pretty shaken. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, short, short it's one of those. But you know, one you're pretty names. old, you gotta pee anyway. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the blast. Six times a night. <laughs> and as I'm shaking you, uh, I say to Gex, um, I think we have a situation here. And it'd be great to have a, some consensus or a majority on the strange acquaintances on what's the next step. I'll shake Tillman awake. <laughs> it's uh, telephone shaking. <laughs> did, did I end up getting a long rest or no? Not yet. Sorry, pal. It's well, actually. Hold on. Oh. It's been almost six hours. Uh, do a constitution check for me, and we'll see if that's enough. That's how I live my Maybe life should, every day. I shouldn't have oh, Sorry, that was a save. Never mind. That's okay. Give me a second. Still pretty damn good. We'll take the number. Just tell me what the con modifier is. Oh, it's just plus two. So you rolled a 19 first. That's fine. I'll count that. 
Uh, so, you, you know right. what? Six hours, you would normally be you're like, oh, is it your watch time? Uh, and you must, must babble about the dream you were just having. So many fishes. So many fishes. Pink ones. Yellow ones. Blue ones. Uh, what? <laughs> uh. <clears throat> What's happening, guys? And you're awake. Thank you. <laughs> I, I've been, I've been having, I've been doing some thinking, some dreaming. Now that I've had time to sleep on it, that early. I've had, I've had a short, short nap on it. Let's call it. Mm -hmm. I'm right. gonna stand up while I'm saying this. Yeah, you're all, you all awake, and you're still inside the dome. Uh, the sun. Barely, you can't see the sun itself, but the, the horizon is illuminated. You can make it out uh, the sh shape of the island yeah. and the ocean around well, it from this altitude. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to kind of go to the door of this dome and kind of push on the wall, lean on the wall a little bit, just feel it. Kind of get a sense of the solidness of the wall. It's actually weird because from the inside you go to lean on it, your hand just goes whoop, right on through like it's a beaded curtain. Uh, if you're on the outside, though, and you push against it, it's rock solid. Unless, right. you, unless you want okay. to go in. No, no, that's, that's, that's kind of what I was thinking it would be. Um, I'm going to walk. I, I gather I'm not that far. But I'm going to step over to Rook, and I'm assuming Hilda's right there. I'm going to kind of, like, put my hand on his shoulder and, uh, and say I was thinking, finally I've had time to mull over in my head what you told me the other day. You know, this body is not my body. This body's not me, actually, I think is the exact quote. This is all news so something to you, about being a doppelganger. You said... Your brothers, the brothers at the magic shop kidnapped me. And, and, and you know, I was, I was in a bit of a state, kind of drunk. I was kind of thinking, oh, yeah, Rook's being weird again. But then I thought, hang on a second. And I'm going to kind of squeeze his shoulder tighter, grabbing his, like, tunic or his armor, like, getting a hold of it. With all of my seven foot six, four hundred pounds of gex. And I'm gonna kinda like pull him a little closer. And and I was thinking, you know, Rook, when uh when we were in the um when we were in the gauntlet, I liked the way you fought in the gauntlet. You fought with bravery. You fought with fought with gusto even flair at some point you were right in there you know you you used cover you popped out you shot you advanced when it was the right time you were brave but then when we were fighting that t-rex kind of hid in the bush a little bit longer than usual you kind of uh overused the cover i might i might feel and the same when we were kind of battling those uh, phase beasts. 
You you spend a lot of time hiding. A little less time putting yourself at risk like you like you had previously. And I kind of feel like this body is not me isn't about your past lives. It's not about something else. I think it's about this body is not Rook. Yes, I just told Hilda this. That's why we're waking you. Yeah. But I'm a little annoyed now. This is this is Gex being annoyed. You see, because I went on a I went on a mission with Rook. And you're not Rook. You can it's be me. annoyed, but we should talk business because your entire journey here and the money that you want to gain is at stake. So we should talk business. And by the way, you were the one that tried to steal from me. Remember that? Oh, I do remember that. All, all a bit of good fun. All a bit of good fun. Uh-huh. Tillman, you're taking all this in, and these are the two guys that have known each <clears throat> other the longest, suddenly talking like this. And your brain is still pretty fuzzy. Um, and you get this strange blurring sensation. You weren't awake when the spell was cast, but it takes you a few seconds. And you kind of mutter a few things under your breath. And you realize, nope, you're getting this strange stutter. You've had that once before. You suddenly realize, oh, I do have to tell the truth. Weird. Even little silly uh, white lies. So, the truth, Gex, is this. As I've told Hilda, I'm not Rook. Yeah. My I'm name is Voslo. Voslov. Voslo. You met my brothers. Yeah, I remember your brothers. <laughs> I remember your brothers. You remember his brothers. <laughs> Do we all remember his brothers? <laughs> yeah, you, you apparently you overreact when someone tries to pick your pocket. Well, you didn't just try to pick our pockets, but regardless, here we are. Actually, the truth is I did pick your pocket. <laughs> you don't have the ring anymore. <laughs> no, I still have the coin purse, though. The coin purse? Oh, okay. <laughs> it wasn't mine. <laughs> oh, he's going to be really upset about that. But anyways. I'm, I'm not going to take my eye off him for a second. Yeah. I'll, 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 give, I'll give you a moment before my rage engulfs me. Let me talk to Rook Rook, if that's possible, for a second. I can't control give... that. Well, I really can't control that. Oh, yeah, if you can't control it, <laughs> do you know how it happens? Yes. How he has happen? a ring that psychically connects us. And once in a while, he he can monitor us and occasionally take over my body. Mm -hmm. well, what makes that happen versus not happen? Do you when he decides when he decides to enter and, and imposes I don't I can't ask him to do it. 
Hilda is telling the truth right now. Yes, this is I'm the truth thingy. You shut up for a second, Hilda. Is he telling the truth right now? I she indicates am not yes. sensing a lie. And you notice there's this strange blurring mm. stutter whenever anybody tries to do too much of a lie in this place. You're all enwrapped in this magic. Yeah. So I have I have issues with uh, with him being among us. Mainly that you know Rook is my friend. Well, Rook is back at Taz Pharrell. Yeah. But why did you have to replace him like this? I'm not okay with that. To, to deliver okay that. to deliver this orb to make contact. We were going to do that anyway. There's something else going on here that you're not telling us. And if but that is what does your master's gain from this mission completing? Information. And by the way, the you've already made quite a formidable enemy and a common en enemy, I might add, by sinking a mage tower boat. Yeah, we're not. I'm not. I, we the the groups that I work with are of the other faction. So thank you for doing that, but. We're at a point right now where we are very close to being able to deliver this orb. And then you get paid a lot of money. I get paid money. We all walk away happy. You can go back to Taz Pharrell and buy Rook a drink. I'm here to level with you guys so that he can stop pestering me so we can get on with this. He's worried that I'm going to harm you. And since we're all speaking the truth, if you get in my way, I will. But our goals are actually has alignment here. If you want an assurance from me, mm -hmm. I am willing to speak to my brothers and tell them not to go after Rook. They will go after him if he continues to get in the way. He's only really getting in the way to look out for you. And that's why instead of just taking off when Hilda put up the magic, I'm agreeing to speak the truth and level with you all. I have, I have a question before you go on. So he has a ring and you have a ring, the ring which you picked out of my pocket i'm assuming you have that that's how you talk to each other right that other ring lets me speak with my brothers lets you speak with your brothers and rook who who's got the orb rook right now i have the orb i've had the orb since taz pharrell i'm gonna need you to give the ring and the orb to hilda right no why and no well yeah you're gonna do it That's and if i don't i'm gonna get stabby and then what no one gets what they want i would rather destroy the orb pick 
patience is running out. You want us to trust you? Give her the ring and the orb. Like I do with my children, I'm going to count to three. One. Two. Why do you want the, to give them the orb? No. Oh. Oh. The dice is rolling. As he's counting, <laughs> roll initiative. Actually, um, Voslo. Rolling roll. initiative. Well, roll initiative, but also do a perception check. And Gex, I'm going to need you to do a sleight okay. of hand check. As you line up this. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. Do you not rook? (laughs) (laughs) And perception. Okay. Can All right. Does Hilda okay. notice that um, Gex is about no, to stab? No, nobody notices what three. Gex is doing. He's just I mean, counting with one him. hand. Very, very, <laughs> but this is before with, three. With you know, 28 like... on sleight of hand, nobody <laughs> notices it. Um, meanwhile, uh, just so we know what's going 29. on. 29. Whoa. On... <laughs> Uh, never mind. Natural I take 20, it all 29. back. Voslo with his nat 20, total of 29, <laughs> sees him lining up, getting that blade ready. Um, so you do not get the surprise round there, Gex. Everyone else is very surprised, but not Voslo. Um, so it's going to be straight initiative. Uh, what was uh, your initiative, Voslo? 15. 15. <clears throat> all right. What was your initiative, Tillman? 11. And Hilda? Uh, it was... Ben. And Gex? Uh, 23. Oh, that's a 20. Okay, I don't get... I thought that was a 3. Well, I said, I said 3, I missed, t- I missed the 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alright. I, I, can't, I can't actually roll a 3. Gex, <laughs> take it away. What do you want to do? Uh, I'm going to put it in his thigh. Okay, make your roll. Oh, yeah, what do I, what do I roll for daggers? Where's my daggers? <laughs> it's a uh, plus six. Hellman is literally confused at what's going uh, on. So. And na- the two rogues just the... stare at each other, and the next thing you know, daggers are moving. People are swearing. 19. Uh, does 19 hit your AC, Voslo? It does. Yeah. All right. That's a hit. Roll damage. Um, there's nothing this giving you terrible. advantage. So, unfortunately. Uh, actually. You wouldn't get advantage. Yeah. I don't think you have advantage on this one. No, probably not. Yeah. So, just standard, uh, standard attack damage. Uh seven and, I, unless you're saying uh i i get it for someone else being near me in combat but unfortunately if, if they weren't totally like 
what's going yeah, yeah. on, I don't think, then it, I don't yeah, they can't sense. really assist you in that. Although they, they don't know they're in combat yet. Yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> they know now. I didn't, uh, I didn't get to three. <laughs> Two and a half? Stab! <laughs> One, three. Um, all right, Volslo, a dagger jabs into you. You managed to pivot away from the worst of it, though, I'm having seen dodge. it coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you cut that then. So that's that's only three points of damage. Um, all right. Uh, Volslo, what are you doing? <laughs> Is it the lower half? Three. Yeah. Okay. Um, anything else, Gex? Oh, yeah, you do have a bonus oh, and a movement if you want there, Gex. Thank you. Like, yeah, I can't. I can't cast a spell in my bonus, can I? No, not unless it's a bonus action spell, which most um, of them aren't. I'm just double checking. Uh, it is not, I believe. No, it's a it's a regular action. Yeah. Um, uh, can I melee him? Yeah, you can do a second attack, uh, melee attack. I'm gonna headbutt him. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Make your attack. I don't think you get any bonuses to this. You don't even get to add your strength like or anything. Anger you motivated violence. You can use decks for this, but it's not going to get any damage bonuses uh, from your decks. So go ahead and roll it. Just a pretty much no, a straight it's, each it's one. Mostly, it's mostly not. It's mostly just because, like. Your he friend. doesn't want to let go. Like yeah. on under pain of death, he will not let go of him at this point. So I'm just gonna make a dex roll and see what happens. Eleven. Oh, and I do need you to retroactively do an athletics check versus Boslo's either athletics or acrobatics to kind of sink that grapple. Yeah. Okay, twenty-one. Twenty-one, Boslo. Dex, uh, sorry, acrobatics or uh, athletics? It's a bit timey, why me? Sorry. 31. Damn! Ooh. Damn! How'd you have that fun? much? Wow. Uh, expertise, acrobatics. That's a and lot. And a nat 20. So you go to get him, and he's just. He leaves his cloak behind. You're just like, what the? <laughs> he just ducks right out of it, <laughs> spins out. He is not grappled at all. Uh, and uh, you were going to try a headbutt there, but um, you try could... miss at this point. Yeah, you probably do. But go ahead, just go ahead and roll the d20 just to see if you manage to clip him. Oh, what did I? I rolled it already. What did I get? He rolled it already and he missed. Oh, okay. he had yeah. like an 11. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's that was. Like 12 or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. You totally just... Yeah. And you've got a cloak in your hand, and he's just not there anymore. Very tricky. All right. Um, Voslo, what do you want to do? Um, so I've just been trickled a little bit. I'm just going to look him in the eye and say, let's speak again when you calm down. And I'm going to... Um, Bonus action, disengage, and I'm going to use my movement, and I'm going to stealth away. All right. So he steps away from the swirling cloak that he's left, 
behind in his wake, actually, or blanket or something that you were using to cover yourself. You'd duck off and beat feet into the forest, uh, and nobody gets a chance to grab you because you're disengaged. Unless you've got that feet. I don't think anybody has that. I don't think anyone has Sentinel. No. Which feet? Sentinel. Sentinel. No. No. All right, so you 30 feet away, and then roll your stealth check, please, as you go rushing off. Um, now, here's the catch. You still need places to hide. So I'm going to ask you, are you going to go out onto the mountain? Or, like, downhill? Uphill? There's the cave? Which way do you want to go? And I'm probably going to go DC. where it's the most convenient, like the closest forested area. That's pretty far downhill, so you're going to have to hoof it for downhill. a while or... to get there. Nearest okay, place so to like hide would be the cave. Otherwise, would be the cave itself. Yeah, but yeah, you know, then, then I would go there. back and I would go back in the cave and hide and hide. Then, if they're like the most convenient place to hide, just it to is. let let them calm down. It absolutely is. Um, you duck into okay. the cave. It's it's just a quick jaunt away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Twenty-one. Nice. All right. Um, he disappears for a second, ducks behind a rock, and everyone's like, well, "What's going on?" Now it's finally back around. Um, let's do... What do you want to do, Gex? You see where he went, more or less, but you kind of lost sight of him as in the swirl of, like, well, the headbutt attempt. Maybe, like, Timely or uh, Carl's well, turn. Well, that was the surprise round, so it's actually Gex again, then them. Oh. Yeah. Touche. Oh, step one, cast invisibility. <laughs> okay. You Definitely. are on yourself? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then, and then I'm, and then I'm going after him, and then I'm and gonna. Then go, Dave are like, and two and people gonna, disappear. <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna say to them, we need to find him, and I'm gonna send the familiar out looking for him as well. All right, uh, do a perception check on behalf of your familiar. Nineteen. All right, and that's pretty good. But I will head out that as well. You, your familiar, um, <laughs> doesn't seem to see him, but is starting to circle around. It doesn't doesn't spot him in the dark. Um, but you can decide. Now you did not see which way he went, so you need to decide where he went and see if you can follow him. Uh, I just, I mean, away from myself in the, the last direction he moved, I guess, is okay. kind of all I have to go So you go behind. stumbling through for a while, you hop over the rock, and then you, you can see down the, the cliff face, down towards the forest, uh, or you turn and look up, and you do see the little cave from whence you, uh, uh, when you came out from the dragon. Um, what I'm going to do is, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, like... Snap using prestidigitation to cast like little balls of light in various directions, not near me, like up because I can do it up to ten feet away. So I'm gonna do it as you, often as I can. You can do that, but it'll be next turn technically if we're keeping it yeah, to yeah. the turn order. Okay. All right, all right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Coming up next, it is finally Timely and uh, sorry, uh, <laughs> it's finally Tillman and Hilda basically at the same time. What do you guys want to do? I'm still, man. What the fuck happened, man? One just okay. left. He looked like Crook. Then I don't know where the big guy went, but 
wants us to. He wants us to get the second rook. So, so what happened was, um, rook is actually still back on Tasperil. Um, real rook. <laughs> man, that's fucked up, man. All and right. Then, and then, and so. What we have here is the doppelganger that has taken the form of Rook. Um, and that's his about goal six seconds. Is to get the orb to. <laughs> <laughs> so you're All trying right, to... I'll, I'll magically, I'll, I'll, I'll pull the magical uh, air plug out of the hut. <laughs> and <then cut> the... <laughs> Deflate. You pick up the bead where it deflated to, and you're just like, it still smells a little of patchouli, and you tuck it in your shell. Alright. I, I, I can go track them next time, man. You turn, trying to find where they okay. are, and it's about then you see these little sparkles of light, kind of. Um, let's just roll randomly, and we'll see where where you see the sparkle of light. Uh, oh, do like would I notice any any tracks or anything? Uh, go ahead and roll a proficiency in either survival, s either survival or perception, as you start to get down on the ground near where your bead was and start. There was oh. a fire. Fucked, command. I'm still high. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. By the way, while he was uh, turning invisible and all that, I'm still reading his thoughts. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. All right. Oh, that's a thing you can do. That's a thing. That. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all. That's happening. All right. Um, so Tillman got an eleven <laughs> on his survival check. So you're just like, there was a fire fight. No, not not quite. But um, there was definitely. Sorry, old movie reference. Uh, but uh, yeah, you you're getting a. You're like okay. No one else approached the camp, and they went that way so you get a basic direction that's about it all right and uh hilda is there anything you're going to be doing besides trying to s bring tillman up to speed yeah i'm like waving my hands and i'm saying and then i cast zone of truth which is why you talked about the fish after you woke up but then there was you know all these questions that gex and i was asking not rook um, I think his name was Bill. Boslo? Bubba something? Boswell? Bow Wow? Anyways. Now, Gex, the logic's not really clicking exactly why. They, he has to take on Rook's form in order to deliver the orb. Like, why didn't he just join us? We're the strange acquaintances. We're not exclusionary. Uh, <laughs> no, man, we're pretty inclusive. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so then Gex also gets mad because it seems like Rook was in trouble the last time he, he tried contacting Gex and myself. Well, man, that's a lot. Yeah. All right, man. Well, hey, this is not Rook. 
gotta help Rook. All so right. he wanted some. He wanted some assurance. So Gex said, "Hand, you know, give the orb to Hilda, me, and the ring that Oslo uh, uses to con contact with his brothers back on Tasparo. He did not do it. So that's when you saw like the stabby stab." Right, man. Makes sense. Makes sense now. So, we're gonna go get the sucker. Yeah, and then they both disappeared. Which you saw. Well, you know, at this point, I begrudgingly hand drum aside trust Gex over not Rook. <laughs> I love how he's just not Rook now. <laughs> just not Rook. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh. So, how how does the ground look? Do you see any footprints? Where? Ah, uh, man, I'm still a little groggy from uh, you know the abrupt awakening, if you will. But you know, I can gather that some steps going this way points to the direction. But, you know. All right. I don't know how fresh they are. That's fair. So you're you're t getting a general direction. Uh, meanwhile, Gex, I need you to do a uh, either perception or survival check, but you have advantage as your familiar is kind of feeding you bits of information that it picks up. It's essentially aiding you in the search. <clears throat> Twenty-one. All right. Still. Sorry, I, I have to look. What was the stealth check? The stealth check earlier was pretty high. I think it was... It was also 21, wasn't it there, there Gordon? Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. 21 at, and 20. At that moment, 21. you're just like... Your, um, your eagle, your, your sea eagle, managed to catch a glimpse of a little hint of movement uh, t down towards the cave. So you have a pretty good idea that he's over there somewhere. You don't know exactly, but he's gone in that direction. I'm just going to shout to the other two. He's over this way. Towards the cave, because they can't see where I'm pointing. <laughs> <laughs> um, at this moment... Uh, Kate... <laughs> he realizes as he does this. Yeah. You can't I mean, see your own hand. It's like translucent, translucent hand. You're like... Oh, right. Like, um, at this we'll moment, Kato's like, senior moment. What? What? <laughs> What's going on? Are we under attack? <laughs> Kato! <Kata. laughs> <laughs> 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 um, not quite under attack. And then Hilda kind of launches into her spiel again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Voslo. Uh, you're in the cave. You're trying to stay out of sight. What do you? What's the next play? What do you want to do? Um, probably sensing that uh, Gex, reading his thoughts, has a general direction of where I'm going, where I am. Mm -hmm. He is going to go a little bit deeper and hide more diligently. All right. Go ahead and do another stealth check as you move away and hide. 
Ooh, not as good. 16. Alright. Okay. So you go deeper into the cave, and you, you press yourself up against the wall, and you can sense that ping feeling. A little bloop, as Gex has this, like, quiet thought of, oh, I know where he is. Um, and then he shouts it to the all, for all to hear, and you you're like, oh, they're they're coming in. So you move even further in, a little bit more, a little bit more. Not too deep though. Don't want to piss off Palky. And you you that's your thought as you suddenly you suddenly find yourself pressing up against a wall, and then you go to move further away, and I need you to do a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Eighteen. All right. For a moment, the wall is super sticky, and you're just like, "Oh crap!" And you just manage to just pull away, and your your clothing is stuck to it for a second. You and it, it even tears some of the leather um, armor just a little bit on the sleeve as this wall seems to be glistening with this kind of thick mucus type substance um and you didn't notice it at first it's it would be considered a lair trap um and you just barely didn't end up uh, stuck to the side of this thing all right what do you want to do as you can sense um, in his thoughts that Gex is moving towards the cave. Okay. I am going to... Um, I'm actually going to shape change into a dragonborn. Okay. So not looking like Rook at all. Yep. You absolutely... You remember seeing some dragonborn before, and you assume their shape. Yep. <clears throat> and then, um, in the dragonborn form, I am going to, um, because I sense that Gex is coming into the cave. Yeah. I'm going to, and I don't want to, like, step in the mucus either but uh, I will step out and like not try to hide alright Gex I need you to do a perception check for me or investigation whichever one um, is, this, is this a magical thing that he's doing would it fall under being magic it's Just not a spell a but it is a magical creature effect it's an ability but it's not a spell yeah so detect magic would catch it so um, i'm going to cast that you wouldn't you just know that there's well before that do a perception check for me okay but i mean that was going to be my next thing was because i'm assuming he's using something magical to hide i was going to cast that um I'm going to say you probably, you might think of that eventually, but at the moment, all you see is this dragonborn 
in these kind of cultish robes step out from inside the cave and kind of hold up a hand. I can't see that. What did you roll? No, 18. 18. <laughs> it's tiny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so as you step out, you're just like, it's dim in here. Uh, and you see this dragonborn step out and he's wearing these long cultish robes um, and, and kind of extends a hand out. You, you just kind of like, oh, there's somebody else here. So do I, th so I'm, I'm thinking it's somebody else, obviously. It's, you're not for sure who it is, but you're, you're not instantly thinking, oh, this is Voslo. It, you don't pierce through the, the, um, illusion at a glance. So, um, still a little, I sus. can, I don't, I don't see him, but I can read his thoughts close by. Right. Yeah. Well, actually, if you step out, he's now close enough. You can see him as well. Isn't he invisible? Oh, that's no, right. Thank me. you. Yeah, yeah that's right. Thank you. But for I can read his thoughts. Track. So I, I'm actually going to walk straight out of the cave. But right as I'm starting to walk, I'll say it will be done pelty. Like as if I was, I came here and, and change my voice and say, sure, yeah, absolutely. on an order. All right. And um, just walk as if I'm about my business. Deception check, please. And uh, Gex, I'm going to need to do an insight check. In a morphing time. I love it. <laughs> and I guess I get advantage? Uh, you do get advantage because you're in his thoughts. So you're saying the thing that would be the most convincing. Oh. Advantage did 13. not help you. Did not help. Nope. All right. <laughs> 13 versus his insight of 18 and you're you you're not buying it there's something fishy something here sounds weird yeah. yeah there's this oh you know what it is you start to speak a lie and because you were still with like there and under the effects of that lie spell you start to say i sh i shall make it as the truth just kind of tries to force its way out of your throat so i'm gonna i'm gonna be walking out but i'm Man, also Zona gonna be truth. wary of his Never thoughts saw. coming close yeah if he's gonna try to intercept me or not oh he's pretty close what do you want to do gex um how close is he to me um He's walking right through, like, right past you. He's probably going to be about 10 feet away at one point. You could close distance real easy. You're in the middle of a 20-foot wide cave. The ground is uh, smooth um, with a few little ribs, uh, but otherwise it's been pressed smooth with the, as though a passage of a massive creature has kind of worn it down over the years. You are on the doorstep of an adult black dragon. Yeah, I have to think of what Gex would actually do because I know what I know and I Gex doesn't know what I know. So, uh, yeah, Gex is going to kind of go after him and try to, this time, just trying to grapple him, hold on to him and not let him go. <laughs> All right, make athletics check with advantage. Uh, 
Athletics. I'm gonna say both slow. You you will be resisting with either acrobatics or uh, athletics, but you get a plus two because you do sense that he is coming at you. But there's a little delay as you're just like, oh, he's got. So it's not full okay. even shot, but you do get a plus two. Twenty one. Yeah, I'm assuming my yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, my God, right. Gordon. That is crazy. There I are thought... other numbers. <laughs> <laughs> That's a 30 for those watching at home. 30 on acrobatics as this dragonborn drops into a tuck and just whoo, you're just doing the whole scoop in air thing, Gex, and you're just what? Yeah, yeah. So That's he's, the, he's the, now the visible, right? Visible. Yes, he's visible no. now. Yep. No. Uh, a, an attack not I hit him. An attack have... will that's oh, an even an intended attack will oh, drop yeah, your invisibility. Right. Never mind. Yeah, I am visible. Yep. So it's my turn? Yep, it's your turn, Vasla. Oh, I should have known that because I would have done something different. Anyway, it's fine. I did it. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, You're still my... fairly new to Arcane Trickster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I know what I would have done. But anyway, anyway he's, he's new to his own skill. Yeah, exactly. So that makes sense. Okay, so uh, breaking free, I'm just like with, with. Uh, I guess I've got a few seconds to say some words. Yeah, yeah. Say, you don't have to do this. I don't need to attack you. We could, we could complete this mission still. I'll come back and we can talk. And I'm going to disengage, use my full movement, and hide again. All right. <laughs> Make your stealth check, please. Slippery little guy. Maybe it is Rook. Deep in his heart. Slippery little dude. <laughs> I feel not like the greatest this time. 50. He's not doing well on the stealth. Yeah. You go stumbling down. You're knocking some rocks. <laughs> you go out. This time because he's in a dragon board brushing yeah. off. No, um, no. All your rolls are perfect when they're like directly opposed to Gex. <laughs> yeah. You're the anti Gex. Um, you yeah. basically have two <laughs> options there, Voslo. Uh, uh, do you want to leave the cave, or do you want to go further into the cave? Leave the cave. Okay. So, you, so, so if I can't hide to leave the cave, cave I'll just, I'll just, um, if if I'm not unable to hide by leaving the cave, I would just use it to dash my my bone like uh, my action. Yeah, but you otherwise, pop up if out I of the cave hide. entrance and you're just looking out. There's a bit of a flat ground, like a landing pad. Yeah. And then it drops off. Yeah. You can get out to basically the edge of that landing pad. And then if you want, you could either try to hide amongst the rocks, unconvincingly so, or you realize, like, this is not great hiding terrain for a good couple I'll hundred. I just book it for a yeah. while. Like, so I'm just, just going to... I know where they mentioned the pearl yeah. is on the other side of the island. So they're going to have to go there. Yeah. I'm going to actually just... Because so I can, I can outpace them. Yeah, you look east, east. towards the rising sun. And uh, you start, and with your acrobatics, I'm not making you roll. You're just like, bah, 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 parkour, parkour, down this boulder-strewn <laughs> cliff, just bing, 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 all the way down. Um, and you, you start making your way. Um, by the time Gex uh, realizes uh, you have left the like, I mean, you get the idea of where he was headed. Um, but you kind of uh, 
all kind of up on that landing pad area. Tillman, Hilda, Kato, and Gex are left standing there as Volslo's parkouring down the cliff. Um, down the, it's not a cliff, it's more just a hill, but still. Frozen? Uh, okay, it's not just me. No. Uh-oh. Is the interweaves being bad? Interweaves. Okay. Tillman, Hilda, and Gex. You've been frozen. You've been frozen. <laughs> what? Internet. Stop being uh, a dork. Boy, what's happening? <laughs> All right, hold on one second. It's failing Todd tonight. All right. All I know is something I got away. Gex, Hilda. This is a perfect duh. time to say um, Tillman, Gex, and Hilda all meet up on the landing pad on the doorstep of the dragon as Vosla books it towards the east and keeps an eye on them from a distance, and we're going to take a quick little break. So we're going to take a 10-minute, I'm going to kick my internet in the bullocks, and uh, <laughs> internet, don't forget, you're going to be able to chime in if you want. We're going to take a little 10-minute break, and we'll return shortly with some more Dungeons and Dragons. Let's come on back. Boom. Hey, everybody, we're back. Uh, let's dive back in pretty much right where we left off. Um, well, we can say a little time passes if you want, um, but you are just outside of the, the uh, Black Dragon's lair. What do you want to do? I'm I'm gonna change what my familiar's doing. I have to recast it. It takes about an hour. Yeah, it's. Does it? Yeah. No, I have I can command him. I haven't yeah. casted him. You can you can command him and you can summon him, but to change his form, you have to redo the ritual, and the ritual takes about an hour. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. No, in that case, I'm not, because time is of the essence. I'm just going to command it to follow him no matter what. All right. Search for him, and when you find him, follow him no matter what. Sure thing. But stay out of archery range. (laughs) 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 All right. Uh, So your familiar goes off to do that. Uh, Tillman, Hilda, Gex, you can all kind of chat with each other. Um, and if you want to have some time pass, you can have some time pass. Uh, and I have a vague idea of what what uh, what Volsel wants to do and go to, but um, anybody else? No, I think we need guys. Tell me if I'm thinking. Tell me, tell me what you think. But I think we need to beat him to that pearl. Hmm. If he gets that right. pearl before we do, we're out. We need to get there first. What if he waits for us to get it, then he beats us up to get the pearl? Oh. Isn't the hardest part trying to get it out of the bottom? Maybe. But, um... We're gonna have to think about that on the run. Hmm. Yeah, I think best to at least make it to that 
location before him. Sure. So you pack up your stuff as quickly as you can, uh, and you nudge Kato and Isold awake. Um, Isold, this whole time, has been snoring loudly, as only a teenager can. Uh, and then you wake her up, and she's, yeah, uh, yeah, okay, sure. And then, um, and yeah, she's... Yeah, you missed it, but Rook is not Rook. It's been replaced by a doppelganger. He's trying to get to the probe before us. We gotta go fast. Fill you in on the way. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> Kato, we need to get there the fastest way possible. All right. You can uh, go ahead and let's say two of you can roll a survival check to see how fast you can cover the turf, or alternatively, uh, one of you could roll with advantage. And Volslo, I'm going to need you to do the same, but I'm with advantage. Unless you want to go with a different man. approach. Like, follow them. I only them. have a plus one on my survival. How about you guys give me advantage and I'll... Uh... Yeah. Sure. Advantage. Oh. Uh, 18. It's okay. Not all of us can roll 30s. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Maybe you need to restart your internet. <laughs> I just don't understand why the rolls are doing so well for me in this situation. Wow. All right. Nat 2026. All right. So. This, this reminds me of that, like, Homestar Runner cartoon when they're introducing Strong Sad and he flies across the screen and all he says is, I'm sad that I'm flying. <laughs> it's Gordon right now. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> parkour. <laughs> I'm, sad. I'm sad that I'm winning. You're literally, <laughs> you're doing the Luke front flip because there was a rock in your way kind of thing. Yeah. Training on Dagobah. Um, you're going through all the jungle and you're like alternating between being um, like you're not sure exactly the way so you get a, a certain distance till you find a really good spot and then you wait and then they go past you and you are like okay I'm on the right track and then you go around them and then back ahead um, I will say uh, throughout all of this let's give the familiar one more look for uh, Voslo there but good luck to you. Come on, familiar. Now Do you're awesome. using the familiar's stats, not your own, right? Yeah. Oh, wait, let me double check. How I forget what its stats are, how uh, they differ from mine. For an eagle, it would have advantage, but it would also not be rolling quite as, uh, quite so beefy. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you would have plus four perception. Yeah, plus, plus four, four perception, yeah, but with advantage. Yeah. Okay, with so advantage. with advantage. Plus yeah. four. Yeah. Okay. And Boslo, let's uh let's get a stealth check from you. Yeah, watch, watch. He's still gonna beat this. I, I don't <laughs> it's just you roll the nat twenty though. Yeah, so <laughs> like as if you're not going to. Uh, well. You just rolled a 26 five seconds ago. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh my. Hey, it wasn't a 20. 
It was a 19. I'm uh, not trying to win 30. here, guys. This is like, you know I don't want him to win. Ge Gex might have broken Tillman's uh, hand drum, but you're stealing away all his dice. He's oh, yeah. The well, what's it? Obviously, the difference is going to you. By the way, Tillman, you did see as you were quickly, hastily packing up the camp, getting ready to chase down Volslo, you gather up your stuff and sitting on a rock right in the middle of the campsite is your father's drum with a fresh skin on the top of it. But you actually, I'm going to get you to do a perception check for me, Tillman. And you have disadvantage. <laughs> Sorry, pal. Fifteen it is. Fifteen. Fifteen is enough. You almost miss this thing. So you go, you're like, my drum. And you bend down to go get it, and your hand almost misses it. It looks like you're going to grab it right in the middle. And your hand's like, just, just barely clips it. As it's actually a couple of inches to the left than what it appears. <coughs> and you're just... You're not sure if you're high or what, but you grab it and you're like, okay, that's weird. And once you've grabbed it, it looks right. But when you went to touch it, you were, you were like thinking you were grabbing it here, but it was like, oh, no. Oh, it's over there. It's this weird stutter. Anyway, you've got your drum back and it is, it has a, a fresh skin on it, although it's not dry yet. So you pull your hand back and you see like, Old Displacer Beast blood is on it. Wow. Anyway, um, so uh, you are making best speed, and there is no sign of Oslo. Um, and you're, it's just like <laughs> Ghost Boy uh, bopping it around. At one point, you become a doppelganger tree. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> A woodland creature type. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> it's just a really big squirrel. That's not him. The Cheshire the cat. It's like at one point we all had to like just take a breath because we're making good pace, and then a squirrel's like watching us, and we're a all six foot at squirrel. squirrel. Six foot I can go small. I can go like four feet. No, yeah, a four, four foot, foot squirrel. So my height. Yeah, four so is foot squirrel, believable. <laughs> It's the uh, Alice in Wonderland invisible cat, the Cheshire cat. And Isold is. sees you at, in this four-foot squirrel, and she's just like, what the? Okay, I better not fall behind the group. <laughs> she doesn't mention anything. She just sees it and is like, oh, that's weird. Okay. And goes and catches up with the group and doesn't mention it. There's a lot of weird stuff in this jungle, and it's only just now becoming light. Um, all right, you make your way for hour for quite a while through the jungle and eventually Kato um says uh we're uh, on the edge of the terrain of Pilky. We're about to enter the um the territory of his, his sister uh Bares. We must be a bit careful here. Her minions would not take kindly to us. Okay. You press on uh, for the better part of an hour. You've now crested over uh, a mountain ridge and are heading down into a new valley. Um, it's not super high mountains, but, you know, it's mountains. Um, and you're going on along for quite a while, and you eventually 
you see a break in some of the in some of the uh, forest and you see it's it's a bit more swampy on this side and you can see um, bits of fog poking through uh, the trees thin out a little bit but there's still plenty of tree cover uh, it's just there's a bit more water um, and you're having to pick and kind of wind your way around a little bit uh, to stay on more solid ground and eventually you get down into this center section of the valley and there's this lake it's not a huge lake um, in the middle of this kind of otherwise swampy area and uh, and you can you kind of see this and it's an early morning and it's a brilliant sunny day um, but there's still a bit of a mist hanging in the lower sections um, it's kind of like a couple times uh, one of you probably Tillman puts his foot into one of these lower spots um, and like sucks on his foot a little bit to pull out of the mud but um, you are aware that if you step in the wrong hole, there's mist down there. You wouldn't necessarily see what's in the hole before you're in it. So Katho is trying to steer you around some of this. There's no problem, given your uh, 18 survival, but um, it does slow you down a little bit. Um, except for Voslo, who's like, apparently he's like Naruto running over top of the swamp water. Like peat bug is your natural habitat, apparently. Um, all right, so you now look out over this small river, and at first, it's just this beautiful morning, and then you see, you see a, wait, do a perception check for me, everybody. 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 Rock your perception now. Not Tillman. <laughs> Four, 14's not too bad. I mean, not Dirty Gordon. Dirty 20s Definitely for both Gex and Voslo. And a 12 for Hilda. All right. Gex and Voslo both see it first. Um, there's right near this lake. You're kind of, you see this and the sunlight glinting off the water. Um, and it looks pretty uh, idyllic here and the moss is growing thick over everything. Um, and then you see a slight sway of one of the branches nearby and out of one of the branches drops down this woman um green skin long hair that looks like hanging moss you almost missed her because she blends so well into the background as she walks away from this this one tree towards the water and you're seeing her kind of from behind you're a little bit of ways up on that uh can you guys see the map Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, no. Oh yeah. Sorry. Uh, there you are. Yeah, I had to zoom out. And there you are. Yeah, you're you're way over. Oh, I guess I can go to our map mode. Um, so you're looking down and you see this this greenish tinted woman, uh, naked, and you just see her her backside and and her legs and 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 her long mossy hair is covering most of her, uh, and she goes walking off into the water, and you just see her just peacefully stick a toe in the water and then just into the water and it almost seems for a second um it almost seems just for one second that the uh that the water as she reaches the water it almost reaches up for her as well it's a it's a bit of an odd uh odd thing to to notice there's just this moment of lag where she's just like and it's just they meet and she goes beneath the surface 
What do you want to do? You've got a couple minutes. Uh, watch she jumps what they're going to do. <clears throat> yep. Gonna... She, she jumped in, and you're all just like, and she's down. And still under. Well, I am going to say, hey, guys. We need to think a little bit here. Uh, we know Rook is probably close by if he hasn't already beat us here. Not Rook. Well, yes, we know not Rook is here. What's his name? Pow Wow. Pow Wow? Voslo. Voslo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Says uh, <laughs> uh, Isold. Is it Bolsa? Yeah. That's what Hilda said. Alright. I'll <laughs> shut up. Vosthol. Vosthol is here somewhere. Probably. The pearls in this lake. We need to get it. I have thoughts. And it's right about uh, now. You see the woman come back, cresting out of the water. Um, and she kind of swims over towards the surface. If I can find her. There she is. <laughs> Sorry. This is the problem with uh, making the layers trans transparent. There we go. So she comes out of the water, and uh, she she's built like a, a human or perhaps an elf. Slightly longer limbs than normal. She's probably close to six and a half feet tall. Um, but she's totally green. Kirk would be all over her. Beautiful. <laughs> and she kind of goes towards the shore and then gets out and walks walks around. And then um, she kind of walks a little bit towards you. But she's probably a good 40, 50 feet away still. Uh, and then she kind of reaches up and, the, and this grabs a vine on the tree and just gets pulled by the vine up into the tree and she kind of hangs out up on the on one of the branches for a few minutes and just kind of just bathe sunbathing letting the water um yeah exactly uh letting the water evaporate off her skin she doesn't seem to have noticed any of you yet okay so i i'm guys i'm gonna recast my i'm saying this to the group i'm gonna I'm going to change the form of my familiar from an eagle into a sea lion and send it to find and, if possible, retrieve the pearl because it'll be fast. And if it can't bring it up, at least it'll find it for us. Meanwhile, I think we need to keep an eye out for Vosthole. <laughs> you mean not Rook? Yeah. And that naked green woman is something we may want to um, discuss. Did we all She's in tune her? with nature. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> once, once Gex points her out, um, you can all see her. Rook, uh, not Voslo. Uh, you see, um, you see her as well.
what do you want to do so it's going to take you an hour to cast that so you if you start casting it here she will definitely notice the the green uh woman how far am i from the lake uh probably about right now about 60 feet but if you retreat off map and and retreat back a ways you could probably find a spot that you could cast that if you want to yeah, I'm going to go as far away from the water as I can while being able to cast it. Because, it, you know, it can roll itself into the water. So I'll back up just a, a wee bit. Probably okay. um, somewhere. So is everybody down for this? You're going to have to take a... I mean, the other people could get a short rest while you do it. Yeah, and then we just need to keep an eye out for things. Sure. Is that the plan? Any, any Anybody else is welcome to go jump in the water, but... Don't you have the power of swimming, Hilda? No. Who has the power of swimming on their gear? Hilda does. You you may want to just go do You're swimming. You're muted, uh, Timely. I do have the power of swimming, so I... I have the power of bronze cross. <laughs> so I will... You know, dawn on the armor. I don't know if I was already wearing you it. You were already wearing not, it. I, I, yeah. I have it on. Uh, I will say, hmm, let me take a survey while you're readying that. X. And and, may, and maybe somebody wants to go have a pleasant conversation with this woman, because if she's some kind of guardian, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was definitely on what I'm doing right now, though. And then, well, I'm gonna attune to my, uh, or to, maybe I don't need to attune. No, I don't. Anyways, I equip my trident and, hey man, I'll go with you, Hilda. We can go for a swim. Great. Well, yes, but we should definitely do as Gex suggested, which is to speak with the, maybe, maybe just say hi, introduce ourselves. You're, You're asking gonna... me to converse with someone? <laughs> Maybe you can stand oh, there. Stand there and look um, death hmm. and friendly. You know. I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, but even I know that's not a good idea. Uh, do you want me <laughs> to go? I'll go. This old says. Uh, yeah, let's, let's all. Yeah. It's all, yeah, I think you would be a good candidate <laughs> to join me. Let's go. All right, you guys start to go and kiddos like, I have a bad feeling about this. <laughs> Take that how you will. Uh, do you want to wait for Gex or, or do it first? Speaking Gex is sitting her? down flips open his his spell book that he got and he's like getting the components already starts doing a little circle burning a bit of incense in the middle um all right what do you want to do um oh I, actually while you I think guess. about it for a second sorry Voslo, <laughs> you see them doing this you can see gex uh you're hiding within sight but very well uh that stealth check is Continuing until something changes that. Um, and you also see this green uh, woman. Uh, and 
you can see that the tree is responding to her as she's like, it's almost like it's a pet for her and it's moving slightly um, when she goes to kind of sit up and try to stand and stretch and um, almost dry off. She uses some of the branches from it and shakes shakes their moss-like hair. Um, so you can see that it is definitely uh, not a normal situation uh, as she's busy walking through this thing. Do I know what she she could be? What do you think she could be? Like a dryad or something? You've heard legends Fossil, of no? creatures that inhabit the forests and guard forests. Um, you've definitely heard of those creatures. Whether she's one or not, I don't think both. Well, you could do a... Let's do a either Arcana or History check. Yeah, 14. 14. Um, you've heard of such creatures? You've never seen one, but if you were to be a betting doppelganger, you would probably bet money that she probably is. She doesn't look... She's either that or some very strange kind of elf. Yeah. Well, Voslo is going to keep his distance, stay hidden, and observe how they interact with this woman. And uh, see if an opportunity arises for him. Okay. So you just kind of stand near this kind of big tree nearby. Uh, just kind of taking shelter behind uh, on the map. You can kind of see. Uh, it's that it's giving you good cover from the people who you're tracking. All right. So you kind of keep an eye out. Everybody else. I believe uh, Hilda, Tillman, and Isold are now approaching the tree. And Kato and Gex are staying back. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you guys approach and uh, uh, kind of feet crunching on the moss. And uh, after a little while, you see this woman kind of twirling her hair, like getting the uh, the worst of the water out and kind of enjoying the sun. And all of a sudden, uh, she, this little snap of, of a branch and she freezes and turns her head and kind of and looks over. And you're not making an attempt to be stealthy. So she sees you. And she's just, and she ducks behind the the trunk of the tree and kind of looks over at all of you. She's um, probably about ten feet up in the tree right now. Okay, uh, I will, you know, avert my gaze. And that's so, I'm not sure if Druid's triads have, you know, um, like that shyness about their body, but like. Obviously, I'm like, uh, sorry, man, we're just, uh, adventurers in this area and wanted to know if this lake is available for us to swim in. And she's just peeking out. She doesn't say anything and then she kind of ducks back a bit. Um, you're getting the impression that She's probably just very skittish to outsiders. Um, not that it's like she's she at first was startled, but she's not like trying to cover up her her body or anything. She's just trying to hide from view uh, entirely, uh, and then occasionally glances out to see. Um, and so you kind of lose sight of her behind the trunk, but you're pretty sure she's back there. Um, Tillman, do you want to say anything? 
Tellman doesn't say anything. <laughs> Tellman doesn't want to fuck anything up. <laughs> I didn't say roll, Carl. <laughs> Alright. Um, Isolde's like taking her cue from Hilda. Uh, hi. Never seen whatever you are before. <laughs> We're gonna... Should I should I tell her? Um, why why we're here? On the low. Okay. We're just passing through. So we're really dirty. So we'd like a bath. <laughs> in your nice little stagnant pond here. And you can kind of walk. You're walking slowly so as not to startle her, trying to see where she went. And as you walk around, you kind of get to where you should be able to see around the tree where she was. And there's nothing there. There's no one there. Just the tree. And you can kind of complete the circuit. And <laughs> she's gone. And you're just like... Oh. And Izzel's like, there was someone. Right? I'm That's sure. Not... I. Yeah. Wait, yeah, I was think that so. the doppelganger? Oh. I, I don't think. I don't think the doppelganger is capable of making something so pretty. <laughs> and of all of it, Boslo, that probably hurt the most. <laughs> 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 I can make myself look pretty. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sure Boslo can be pretty when he wants to be. He, he leans against the tree that he's hiding behind. Tears streaming down. Okay. Um. Sure. Actually, Boslo. Hold on, hold on one sec. <laughs> yeah, that's not gonna do it. Alright, um... Yeah, the, it just appears that the, the this person, whoever she was, seems to be gone, and you're hanging out near this, near this lake. The water looks nice and inviting, and you kind of get a pretty close look to it, and it's... Um... It's weird, because it looks like... It's not that big. It's probably only about, maybe... 40, 50 feet across. Uh, and it's not a circle exactly. It's kind of an irregular shape. But when you get this close and you look, you're expecting kind of a stagnant pond. And you look at it, and it's just deep black water. And you can't... And you kind of look near the shore expecting it to trail in slowly. And there's maybe about a foot around the edge. And then it just drops and into black, deep black water. Oh, boy. All right, what do you want to do? Can I... Let's just I, say for I the sake of brevity, you're about 10 minutes into your ritual there, Gex. Okay, so I say... 
I'm gonna take a dip, go for a swim, see how that goes. I'll go beside her. I'm gonna watch. Says is old. <laughs> so she kind of post ups near the edge, uh, and the two of you approach the the deep black water, and it just it's almost like a um, just almost like a borehole straight down. All right, you kind of get ready, ready yourself. Um, and oh, sorry. Uh, all right, uh, let's get an athletics check or a perception if you're if you're taking a look into the water. Are you gonna leap or are you gonna look? Ooh, maybe look first. Not Tillman. <laughs> 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 I love it. Eighteen on oh. athletics. Tillman's just like. Hilda's sneaking a peek over the edge, and Tillman's just like... <laughs> just cannonballs cannonball. over her. Yeah. <laughs> and it just... First thing you notice is, you were kind of expecting this to be a shallow pond. This is an incredibly deep gorge of water. Uh, and when you hit it, it is cold. It's like glacier cold. Um, it's not solid, obviously, but... You hit the water and you're just like, oh, it's refreshing. Um, you you dive in. Uh, Hilda, please do a. Oh, you did a perception check. Twenty one. Wow, natural twenty. All right. You notice this goes very deep, but you can see the sunlight doing these beautiful sun motes. You know, in the water, uh, streaks of light. And you, but as far down as the light will penetrate, you can just barely make it out. But now that you've got Tillman in for reference, you realize, okay, he's about 10 feet out and about 20 feet down. Um, and uh, he's diving as deep as he wants. Um, so how deep do you want to go there? And do you have the uh, means to breathe underwater? Uh, I can hold my breath for an hour. Oh, nice. All right. So you're good for an hour. Um, and he's, you just see a shell down to the depth of the, of the light. Uh, what do you want to do, Hilda? Oh, right. Uh, I will... I don't really have anything that can still shine light in the depths of the darkness, but I'm going to dive in as well. All right. Maybe more gracefully. Like a, like a, maybe a sure. tail instead of a Do an athletics check, please. Uh, also, all right. as, soon as, you hit, as soon as you hit the water, and Tillman, go ahead and do it too. Uh, and thank you, Kootenai. Thank you, Donnie. Uh, for the chat suggestion, you're going to need to do a constitution save. Ooh. That's pretty more terrible, than, Carl. More, more than his arms and legs are trapped into a shell. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh. You tuck tail, as it were. Um... Yeah, with a nat two, uh, total of eight for Carl. Uh, you're, uh, it's so cold that the breath kind of, you you actually have to force yourself not to inhale too much, but instead of having a full hour, you've bubbled out a bunch of the air. So we're going to say you've got your constitution modifier uh, as in minutes max. Wow. Okay. Uh, and for a 
nat one and an eight. <laughs> Hilda, you hit the water and you just scream. <laughs> it is so cold. You're just like, ah, like you do the whole like polar bear dip thing. And you're just like, oh, my God. Um, and and when you do that, all the air leaves your lungs. You're like, blah, 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 blah. And you uh, are going to need to do an immediate um, you are you're drowning. <laughs> and so oh okay. you're oh, wait, does your armor give you water breathe. breathing? My armor, my armor does give me water breathing once mm. a day. So. OK, so if you uh, if you want to spend your action activating that, uh, you mm. could do that. But I'm going to get you to do a I think how this works is you do a death saving throw technically as you start to drown. Ooh. A death save, rather. I might be a little fuzzy on the drowning rules. Hey, which one do I roll for that? On the it's just a d20 D&D. and roll over 10. Oh, okay. Roll if you D20. fail, you will actually inhale water and uh, start to die. That's what this is. I roll the four. Oh, shit. <laughs> Hilda. <laughs> Is like about to activate her armor and then just is like <laughs> and starts to panic <laughs> and inhale water and she is literally drowning. Tillman, you see this. I mean I wasn't I swear it's Gord casts a spell. He's draining our our dice pool. That's what he is. He casts a spell. Oh you're right. Um Yeah, but drain, drowning you drop to zero immediately. That's why it's, oh. it's yeah, that's what happens. Um, so until right, you say, so Tillman, what do you want to do? Hey, does dark vision work in the water? Yep. In this darkness. Okay. Um, I'll look quickly around and see if I notice anything out of the ordinary. Um, you notice the dwarf drowning about 10, 20 feet behind you. All right. I'll go and, and save Hilda. All right. So. No. Do I'll an athletics reach check, up please. And athletics. I won't do it very well. Jesus Not with a natural Christ. three, a total of eleven. But it's enough. You. The thing is, you can do it. You get there, but it's taking you some time. All right. How much time? Like, um, uh, it's basically, or... it's going to take most of your movement to get there, and you're going to be able to start bringing... You're about 10 feet below the surface, Hilda, so you'll get to her this round, mm-hmm. and then you'll begin to bring her up. Uh, but it's she will have to do another death save. Okay. And you have failed one death save. If you fail three, it's Coitons, lady. That's how cold oh, this water was. It's uh, at this point, Tillman. You realize this is—it's you're used to salt water. This is super salty. This is like brine. Wow. Shouldn't we float then? Well, (laughs) yeah, actually, uh, you'll do athletics with advantage. There you go. Roll it again there, uh, because of scientist over here. Because of science. (laughs) Because of science. Because science. Nineteen. Oh. The anti-drowning of science. All right, so Tillman, you managed to, like, you realize, okay, you keep whatever breath you managed to keep in your body. You paddle towards her, and it's making you more buoyant, both of you, as you're both kind of slowly going up towards the surface. 
Tillman, you grab her and drag her up to the surface. Uh, Hilda, do one more death save for me. Just a d20. Okay, can I, do, uh, can I cast Spare to Die? Uh, yeah, you can if you want. <gasps> I rolled a 12. Okay, so you do it. pass this death save. And Tillman yeah. just... <laughs> oh, I think it's it's canon, right? Yes. Yeah, face so, palm. Face palms you just... <clears throat> <clears throat> and then pushes the head up towards the water and just like <clears throat> and you you gasp as you get to the surface and you, you you kind of push your way up onto the edge and um and uh you're just at the edge of the lake there and Hilda's coughing up a bunch of water and Izzel's like how'd it go? <laughs> oh, loud coughing, vomiting of water. Yeah. Going it on. was not great. <laughs> and Izzel turns around salty. to like to tell uh, to tell uh, Gex there, like they didn't do great. <laughs> and uh, at that moment, uh, at that moment when Izzel turns around, that uh, green woman is standing like right behind Izzel. Like, right there. Oh. Like, right in her face. It had been sneaking up behind her. Voslo, you spotted this thing approaching her from the distance there, so anytime you want to interrupt, you're welcome to. As she's standing right over Izzel, Izzel turns around to be like, Gex, they're okay. She's like, whoa. And this green creature looks at her and, and says, um, in a language, what languages do people speak here? Give me the list. All them out. Common, Dorvish. Sorry, common and Elvish. Common, Elvish. Aquan, Common, and Gnomish. Okay. And Telpati. Okay. And Gex? Giant, Common. None of you speak this language. It sounds vaguely elven. As she turns um, towards Isolde and goes... Can I read her thoughts to understand what she's doing or at all? Uh, or? Yeah, go ahead and do an uh, insight check. You don't get words, but you get a intent and visuals. Twelve. Um, you get that she is very unhappy. Uh, and you manage to work out the word um, intruder. Oh no. Okay. I'll continue just watching the scene play out. <laughs> That's what you get. That's what you get. When you, get you, when you don't want Vosto's help. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, all right. Also, can help looking... it turn into pretty things all day long. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I'm gonna say she reaches out. Uh, the green creature reaches towards uh, Isol, and Isol's just like, ah, ah, "Look, we didn't." And she just reaches out and just suddenly plants her finger, almost like vicious thrust of her finger into Isol's hand, and she goes, "Ah." And then she opens her hand, and there's this little spot of blood 
and then green begins to spread from it and just goes as all these vines spread out of her hand um, from this little tiny pinprick wound in her hand and just go and start growing along her arms and then wrapping around her body and up from the ground these vines and the whole area around uh, gets um, begins to grow all these thick uh, green vines so 5, 10, 15, 20 oh ho, ho, ho. Uh, Hilda and Tillman you are just on the edge of this uh, you're right on the edge of the water as well and so if you stay on the edge of the water it's going to get you two as they 20 foot thick uh, square vines start just entangling everything in that vicinity uh, and and Isold is quickly just bound up in this. And like you, in just a few seconds, you can almost not even see her uh, as the vines start wrapping up around her face and everything. And the and the the dryad, as you figured out, steps back from her and and kind of gives a curt nod and looks towards the two of you in the water. Go ahead and roll initiative. We all rolling? Yep. <laughs> Why is everything so bad today, Gordon? <laughs> hey, I'm giving myself a vigilant blessing and advantage on initiative. All right, all right. Here you go. Nat 20. Ooh. That's where you've been hiding those. For a total of 19. <laughs> All right. Uh, and that 20, but you get a 19. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't even a charisma. All right. Uh, call them out for me, will you? Gex, Five. what'd you get? I also rolled a nat 20 for a 23. All right. Tillman. That's how it should work. Is a ninth. <laughs> I just, I'll start a new one. Uh, so 23 for Gex. Five for Hilda. Nine for Voslo. Nine for Voslo. Okay. Uh, what'd you get there, Tillman? Sorry. Oh, 19. 19. As good as it Not gets? 20. Dude, you yeah. are quick on the draw. All right, give me one second here. That is far too peaceful a music. We need some Axion music. He must have accidentally snorted like some pseudo cocaine or something from a shell because cool, <laughs> he is hot. Yeah, it's that rage just comes bubbling up a little bit. They're like, "All right, um, take it away." So we're fighting these vines. Eh? All right, Gex, what do you want to do? You're at you're at an incredible distance. You see Isold. You're about almost a hundred feet away, and you're like busy doing the spell. You're about 15, maybe almost 18 minutes into an hour-long ritual. You could keep going if you like. Uh, in my <coughs> estimation, do they need my help? Um, <laughs> looks caked in vines, and this creature just steps back. Also, you, from your vantage point, you see the tree behind her begin to wiggle and, uh, and move as though... Um, as though it, it's kind of uh, res 
bonding to her as the whole thing kind of twists on the top end just a little bit. Is there anything I can do without stopping the ritual? Unfortunately, it takes up your entire <laughs> focus. You can talk a little bit. That's yeah, about my, it. My understanding is like, if I stop the ritual, the familiar would just stay as the eagle, right? Yeah. It's very yeah. much Willow, you know. Okay, so I'm going to leave it and go to the green lady and approach her. Uh, it's going to uh, take uh, pretty much your whole movement. So 5, 10, yeah. 15, 20, 25, 30. That's your movement. If you dash or use your bonus action dash, you could probably get pretty close. I can I can double my speed and get there in sixty if I go fast, but I'm not going to. I'm gonna call out to this woman as I'm going and say hello there. <laughs> Pardon me. And um, the trees pivots towards you, and then takes its its uh, roots uproot, and the the trunk splits a little bit, and just takes a step protectively between you and her just like if a tree could go please please let my friends go we mean you no harm we're we're just I'm sorry I don't understand your language but maybe you'll understand that I really do mean you no harm Voslo can I get a perception check please uh, she doesn't seem to reply, but she does look at you over the corner of her eye, and then she kind of tilts her head and says something in that other language, and she looks back towards Tillman and Hilda. Uh, 23, nice. Um, we'll, we'll get to what you see in just one second. Um, all right, Tillman. Uh, oh, is there anything else, Gex? She doesn't seem to be replying, and the tree between you and her is a good, like, 30, 40-foot tree, so it's it's not small. I'm just going to keep coming forward with my hands, like, up, like... So you're going to spend your action to just move a little closer? Yeah, mm-hmm. being as non-threatening as possible. Uh, 10, 15, 20. Uh, you get to about here, and the tree steps in front of you. Uh, and if you go any further... Um, it will be leaving its reach and would provoke an opportunity. You do have 10 more feet of movement if you like. It might not take a swing at you, but you get the impression like it's right there. Yeah, I'm going to try to stay away from gauging the length of its branches and whatnot. Stay out of its reach. All right. So you kind of just try to skirt it a little bit. You stop at the edge. You're like, I don't think it can get me. You're about 10 feet away from it. Um, but... You can try. That's about as as far as you can get that turn. Then I'll slow down and kind of like, hey, keep trying to get attention of the dryad. And she turns towards you, and um, because you're moving towards her, she had been intent on Tillman and Hilda uh, on the water's edge there, but um, now she looks at you, and she kind of walks up almost again, a little bit shyly behind the tree. And then puts her hand on it, and looking at you, Gex, 
Uh, okay, and we'll pause there for a sec. Uh, Tillman, what do you want to do? You're on the water's edge. You can see the vines growing towards you. If you stay where you are, you will get entangled um, in just a moment. But uh, you are technically right on the outer edge of that. If you go back and like, push your way out in the water, you don't need to get caught up. Hey, Darcy. Um, can I make it here on my move? Or? Oh, yeah. No problem. If You've got I'm a good... dragging... Uh... Are you gonna drag her? Yeah, you yeah. can. Yeah, you pull her along. Uh, your movement's half because you're doing that, but five, ten, fifteen. Let's say, yeah, yeah. You, using the kitty corners, you can get to the far shore and push her up on the far shore if you like. All right, and, and now uh, you're how you're kind of going back. Looking? Sorry, one sec. Uh, you're going back in the deeper water a little bit. You kind of skirt over it, and that radiating cold hits you again. I'm going to get you to do another constitution saving throw, please. Both you and Hilda. Oof. Nine? Yeah. Mm. This time it's you who are like, as you're paddling through and your limbs just instinctively retreat and you start to like sink down. You're just trying to push Hilda above and your, your, your feet just feel like numb blocks and your legs just don't move. The way they should oh and you start goodness. to sink below and you're just like holding her above the surface but you sir oh are going to start um having to save make saves uh in just a moment um what else oh, do you wow. want to do you you do I technically have breath, a bonus. Though, right? uh with that save unfortunately no it's going to be a, a a death saves type si situation all right but you do technically have uh, an action and a bonus action left. I don't have any arms. Well, you do have arms, technically. It's just your limbs are so cold. There's a sudden... It's almost like a pulse of cold as you go over a deeper section. You're just like... <gasps> so you, you do still have an action and a move. And you do have your arms and technically your legs. But after this, you're going to sink beneath the water. Can I? This is actually more like a. Um, you're right. You're right, Darcy. The turtles can hold their breath, and even Hilda, if she concentrates for an action, she can get water breathing. But the water is so cold. Uh, as per, you can blame Donnie. Um, it is so cold that it's causing people to like <gasps> exhale, and then the next gasp, they'll be breathing in the water. So he's at that instant where the water is so cold that he's exhaled all of his available air. So you're right on the edge I, of the water. What do you want to do? I am blaming Donya and I hope that Tillman haunts his dream at night. <laughs> <laughs> the death of Tillman is on your um, head. How yeah, is Hilda Fishies. over the, is, is Hilda over, uh, over the ridge or over the... Uh, She's right on the, the edge. Ledge. You could push her up on the water if you want for your action uh, out of the water if you want for your your action hmm. i'd even if, let if i yeah go ahead if what i do keep you want a, um, if i keep a hand on her can mm -hmm. i use my action and remaining strength to get myself on the edge and just hold on to her sure yep mm -hmm. So you're gonna spend the action pulling yourself up on the on the edge. I'm gonna count that as basically a dash act, dash action. So you drag the both of you out of the water, uh, but because it's you're dragging her and you're at half movement already, I'm gonna say you just get up on the land and 
as soon as you're exposed to the air, the briny crystals on the water, um, the water on you, the brine doesn't freeze. It's vapor in the moist air. Uh, and this, you can see now the steam coming off the lake isn't fog so much as like really, really cold. Um, and it begins to make this ice crust over you as you're both like huddled on the shore shivering, but you've managed to push oh both God. of you out of the water as your action. You do have a bonus technically. I don't know how much I can do as my bonus except for rage, and I don't want rage right now. That's fair. <laughs> Teeth chattering. Um, <laughs> hold on. But I can do a uh, healing word. Ooh, yeah, you can. So I'll do healing word on, on Hilda. All right. Oh, boy. That's okay. So Hilda, uh, but go ahead and make that roll there. Ooh, four points. Four. Man, what's with you in ones tonight? Um, yep. So Hilda, you you were at zero, and now you're at four hit points. Oh wow! Four. Because drowning is super points. weird. <clears throat> <clears throat> All right. <laughs> I'm, you know okay. what? I I never agreed with the whole you instantly drop to zero thing. Um. So I'm gonna say. You were down by, I don't know, let's do a d20. You were down by 12 points of damage from drowning damage rather than an instant drop to zero. This is a bit of me house ruling because I don't agree with this instant zero. Um, so <laughs> let's do 12 points down, but you just got four points back. So you're only eight points down from top, Hilda. Just so, yeah, otherwise okay. it'd be a bit too ridiculous. All right. Uh, Isolde's trapped. Uh, coming up next, Volslo. What did Volslo see with his perception of, uh, so was it a 23? You're huddled in, you're watching Gex approach this green woman, and then right next to your hand, this eye opens in the tree, and then another one, and they are, like, four feet apart. And you're just like, ah, and you just kind of retreat your hand away from this thing, as uh. the whole, you suddenly take in and realize, um, holy crap. This is big. This makes the other tree look t really small compared to the thing that you've been hiding next to. What do you want to do? Okay. Um, <clears throat> he is going to disengage and move to somewhere else where he can just hide. Okay. So you disengage carefully away from this thing. Do a stealth check for me, please. Yeah. Oof, 14 not great oh. so you go scrambling backwards and you trip on one of the roots and and hit the ground yeah. and uh at that point gex you you even you can you hear the thump and you turn around you see him scrambling backwards away from something uh, he sees someone scrambling away. Yeah, sees someone mm -hmm. scrambling away from this thing. Um, <laughs> and Gex goes to turn back, and uh, in that moment, a couple of things happen. Number one, the Dryad um, is looking intently at Gex, and he, Gex is looking over his shoulder at, at Boslo, well, someone, uh, paddling backwards, and then Gex kind of glances back towards the uh, the Dryad, at which point, um, you're going to need to do oh. a wisdom save. 
Who, me? Gex. Um, okay, fine then, if you say so. As you kind of catch her <laughs> eye, and the deep green eyes just flash. As she Wait, oh, char- <clears throat> attempts to fade charm you. Please roll less than that. Okay, that's a 19. You needed 14, so you are not magically charmed. So you're actually immune to it for 24 hours. So it, for a second, you're just like, oh, what? Ah! And then you shake your head and you shake off the sensation. Um, okay, all right, nice. Uh, coming up next, the other thing that happens, you hear... As this massive and and the the fake creature, the dryad you were looking at, calls out past Gex now, looking over your your what is your right shoulder, she calls out over there and she's like, It's Helena And and all of a sudden you hear this creaking sound as this massive tree begins to uproot itself from the ground. Oh, boy. It is probably 20 or 30 feet across diameter at the base. It's massive limbs, these extending branches. Um, it About half of it was underground, and it's now pulling its way up out of the mud and the muck. It is this incredibly massive creature, and it opens its mouth, and it's got this brilliant orange glow of magic flickers to light in its eyes uh almost like a pinkish uh reddish glow uh it's almost got like a crown of of branches sticking up and jutting off of its head as this massive even bigger than a tree ant um pulls its way out of the dirt and it just And the ground just vibrates and the, all the ground around it within a 10 foot radius becomes difficult terrain as the roots all just tear it all up and you you all just see this thing awaken and it calls and the dryad looks towards Gex and in halting common she says you will leave her mistress's grove now you Artress Passers. My deepest apologies. These are my friends, pointing at Hilda and Tillman. They're my friends. But and I do you? not vouch for that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then she looks towards them and uh, they're all half ice encrusted over there, and uh, and she looks over to Isold, and she's like, "You." Uh, and she turns back to Gex, and just like, "They have breached the sanctity of the grove, and must pay the price. Flee. Maybe we can come and tell others never." To come back. Come to some agreement. If you let them go, we'll back off. I'll back off. And maybe that's we can six have seconds. A... 
as you're just like, uh, uh. and this monstrous, massive creature just, and it starts to, um, it doesn't seem interested in, in Boslo at the moment as it pivots and starts walking uh, towards Hilda and Tillman and kind of and almost sideway with side sideswipes mm. Gex in the process. These long moss trailing limbs as it moves forward. You Why seem is to have already it. bloody. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Whose turn is it now? <laughs> well, normally it would be Hilda's turn right now as you're like <gasps> teeth chattering uh, and, and on the shore with Tillman. Uh, Hilda, what do you want to do? What what can I do? <laughs> really, if I'm so cold right now, you're just gonna. Uh, I'm gonna shiver. I'm <laughs> I'm gonna shiver. That's that's what your body does when it's trying to generate heat, right? Uh, I am going to. Let's see. Is there anything I can do? Fuck. <laughs> I am going to It's moving closer. Try to reach I'm gonna reach a hand into my sack and grab one of the bottles that Philman gave me. Alright. And offer it up to Tillman. <laughs> Alright, I need you to do <laughs> I need you to do roll any dice, evens or odds. <laughs> Me or, or her? Um, I'll let you two fight over that. I think right, Hilda so... gets to roll. I've decided, and I'm only going to uh, share with the, the online people whether it's evens <laughs> or odds is the not so great thing. Okay. This is the benefit of players not seeing that particular camera. <laughs> this is 17. So that's an odd. <laughs> so it's an odd. All right. <laughs> so, Hilda passes you a potion. You want it? Um. Do. Can I do a check to, to see if I recognize it? <laughs> like, sick. Try to hold it up. Uh, sure, why not? Perception check with... Uh, yeah, we'll just straight perception. <laughs> oh, you're perceiving... That Whoa. is a 19. You look at this thing, you see these little motes, little sparkles, floating the pinkish liquid of the vial that she's holding out towards you, and you're just like, yeah, man, those look like good little fishies swimming in the water. <laughs> Those are happy fish. Was <laughs> well, it the fiber potion or healing potion? <laughs> it appears to be the regular healing potion. Oh man, thanks. Yeah, that's that's what I need. <laughs> All right, you pass him the potion. He imbibes it. But, okay, how, or are you going to say how many hit points did I lose last time, though? Uh, let's say this. I'll just roll the. D20 from the cold. Uh, let's see. You lost two, so not much. Your thick shell protected you from the worst of it. She looks I'm worse like, than uh, you do. Yeah, you might as well keep it there, uh, Hilda. I'm good. 
Okay. All right. Shake it's it. safe, though. So. Don't worry. And puts it in the bag without really looking and mixes up with the other box. <laughs> All right. Oh, what? Okay, pulls out the other box. Hmm. Hmm? Okay, that monstrous <laughs> thing is uh, is still approaching. Uh, and I'm just going to ask everybody, uh, not, 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 player, not characters, as players. I have the ability to go long tonight if you guys do. But I don't have to. We could stop now if you want. I can go a bit longer, yeah. I uh, yeah, maybe ten minutes for me, but that's that's it. Well, depending on how this goes, it's probably going to be either a heck of a convincing or a heck of a fight. So, if it's ten minutes, I think we should probably pause here and call it a night. Yeah, we can pause. Let's pause. It's that's, okay. That seems like a good pause point as this Aww. massive tree is just like. <laughs> oh. And I have to say this, because my son invented this, sort of. Um, uh, as, as you lay there shivering with cold, covered in ice, uh, Isold just barely visible amongst all the vines, Gex standing right between these two massive things, uh, and they're bearing down on Hilda and Tillman on the edge of this water as this um, uh, forest... What was it? Forest abomination. A jungle. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Will, if you're watching this later. As this jungle abomination bears down upon you, we're going to call it and see us. We'll see what happens next week on Dungeons and Dragons. Dun dun dun. Dun. Oslo's turn next. <laughs> yep. 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 I can make myself pretty. I will. <laughs> Oslo will either. Do something or the other thing, uh, but it will be pretty. <laughs> Bosla will remember you all by becoming you after you have been murdered, and he's hiding in the. <laughs> all right, thanks, Donnie. Thanks very much, and and Darcy and everybody else who drops by, um, and also listening after the fact. Uh, let's turn to the audience first, but also the players. What should we name tonight's episode? What do you think? What's a good title for tonight's episode? Oof. I don't know. Yeah, oh, yeah. We say. will have a word from our sponsor in a moment, too. Tonight's episode. Stop fucking rolling natural 20s, Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> And then once we've killed the doppelganger, please start re-rolling natural things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just time out from those. Yeah, I did not know where that was going to go tonight. I was just like, well, I was going to just do a little hint about Rook popping in. And then you just, you did it so fast and you got Hilda. I was like, okay. And then she cast that damn spell. Like, Zone of Truth is yeah. the most useful thing this time. I've never seen it be so damn useful before. Yeah. Yep. That was interesting. <laughs> and so, Paul also was thinking, well, I could book it out or I could try to convince them. I'm, that was fun. I'm glad you leaned into that. So we'll see what yeah. happens next. Unlikely <laughs> acquaintances as you... Strange acquaintances. <laughs> well, if, if the audience doesn't have one, I've got one that might work. What's that? Strange acquaintances got stranger. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> a bit long. <laughs> I oh, don't we know. could. I feel like the words are just long, but yeah. I don't think it's actually as long. <laughs> we could we could do like, like even stranger acquaintances. Even stranger. <laughs> yeah. Even stranger acquaintances. <laughs> even stranger yeah, acquaintances. Yeah. I like that. Oh, I was I was thinking like got stranger, but that yeah. that could be uh, you know the old milk ad. We're, we're all too old. There's not as many people that remember that got yeah. milk. <laughs> I'm showing my <laughs> age now. Either that or either that or like something like truth and lies. Mm. Nice. Some panda are not. Some ponds are not for swimming. <laughs> uh. I like that too. Well, we'll... of truth yeah absolutely Ooh, well thanks root. very much everybody i think we're probably gonna leave it off with um uh what was it got uh no it was uh even stranger acquaintances uh <laughs> even oh stranger God. acquaintances go swimming we'll figure it out all right thanks very much for listening go and uh hit the like and the follow and we'll hear a word from our sponsor in just a few minutes as i once i find that hey if you're uh here please click the like the follow the subscribe the plus the bell i don't i don't know what you're watching or listening to this on but you do so do the thing and uh join us next week if you can and don't forget to check us out tomorrow because we're doing a special shadow run brand new shadow run uh jump in we got uh some new players or some returning players some new characters and a brand new gm who's oh he's sitting over there <laughs> absolute peace hugs and love donnie thanks very much and uh thanks for watching and listening everybody uh and stick around for a word from our sponsors we'll do it in just a couple minutes all right thanks everybody and thanks for playing that was fun now i need to find the button where's the button all right push all the buttons
in one, two, three. And now a word from our sponsor. Come down to Giuseppe Lombardi's Spherical Pizza. Are you tired of having flat pizza? Looking to round out your diet? <laughs> Looking for three-dimensional food? Come to Giuseppe Lombardi's Spherical Pizza. We take the dough. We put the dough on a stick. We rotate it onto the rotisserie. Keep it in a sphere. Then we take the mozzarella and the marinara sauce. We put the marinara sauce on the dough pizza dough going in the sphere. Then we put the mozzarella cheese and then we put the toppings and then we take more dough. And we put it on the outside. And then we rotisserie on the special oven so you get a nice spherical pizza. Only 4,000 calories per serving. <laughs> Buy one, get one free. Giuseppe Lombardi's a spherical pizza. Come today, tell your friends. But Giuseppe, I'm stuck in the woods. Can you deliver? <laughs> deliver via interdimensional transportation for $199.99. Giuseppe wow. Lombardi's a spherical pizza. <laughs> Each spherical pizza comes with its own complimentary colonoscopy. <laughs> it's when yeah. you eat it, everything comes out. That was when you were when you that were was the potion. The potion you keep dodging. Seriously, one in six chance this whole damn time, and you guys keep so, rolling against. You've been saving all your good luck just to not get the the turbo lacks. All right, thanks everybody. <laughs> I, I was telling when we were on the we'll break. The All right, <laughs> I think we'll sign out there. Thanks everybody. We'll see you next. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow for a shadow run, and then uh, some of you, and uh, everybody else. We'll see you next week. Have a good one. Cheers. Cheers.